You do it. You do it, Carl. You get that Pringle. Oh, wait. That was on the internet. That's all right. <laughs> hey, all right, internet. Man. It's all good. Hey, internet. My name is Todd. And tonight, we're going to be playing some Dungeons & Dragons. Um, I've got a couple of uh, people waiting on the stream over here. Uh, and I will be the DM. Thanks for joining in. And audience, don't forget, you do have a role to play in this. Besides just audience. Um... You can, if you're watching the live games, you can make suggestions into chat on Twitch or YouTube, and I'm happy to try to incorporate suggestions into game. And the same goes for the players. We call them plot points. Speaking of the plot, uh, we would have very little plot if it weren't for these lovely people here. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. And an empty room from Timely. There we go. All right, so, um, oh, don't forget, if you haven't yet, don't forget uh, to hit the button, uh, the, the, the plus button, the like, the follow, uh, or whatever it is. Apparently, right now, it's Steve on there. Uh, Steve, we do need a sponsor. Do you, have a, do you have any ideas for this week? I will have some eventually, but as for right now, you're just going to have to wait and see. Nice. Can you do me a favor and just tell people to watch our show? Ready? Good. Ladies and gentlemen, like, subscribe, and watch our show. Hit that ring bell thing for the notificationals. Wow. Notification that was nice. I could totally use that. I think we should each do one of those at some point, because it's just too much of me all the damn time. And honestly, the people are here for your shiny faces. All right, so um, we're going to do quick intros. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm Todd. I'm the DM. And we are uh, we're playing a homebrew game, but not for long. I have ideas, people. I have ideas. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> enough out of me. Uh, that was not we'll a sound effect. One. I actually do have a sound effect of that. That was just pure me. Um, anyway, let's go around the horn. You already met Steve, so uh, Steve, tell us a little... A little something something. Little something something, eh? <clears throat> well, Gex Techford is uh, is moving up in life. Still, uh, still just he's. I, w I will let you in on something that I'm not going to let you in on. <laughs> There's a thing he has. He has a secret agenda. He definitely has a secret agenda, and. Uh, and it might take it might take many episodes, and it might take just this episode for him to uh, for him to realize his secret agenda. But uh, keep an eye out for that. Awesome, hey man! I love... I'll just give you the trident. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it is not the trident. But other other than his secret agenda, he's pretty much just like enjoys life, enjoys being an adventurer, and uh, yeah. Yeah, if I remember Not correctly, too serious. he's like a 60-something-year-old Goliath rogue. 62, I think. 62. It's 65? a fine year. Well, 62 is the new 40. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, is the, what is the average life expectancy for any given race in this particular uh, honestly, universe and time period? <laughs> we could probably figure that out, except for those damn elves. I don't know why I'd beep that, yeah. but anyway. Yeah, they definitely skew the average, right? Yeah. Exactly. 
This is why we need medians and modes. I'm just saying. Anyway, let's keep going around before this turns into a math lesson. Ah, math. All right, um, Timely. Hello. Oh, right, I'm introducing my character. <laughs> I'm playing Hilda Bumbraid, <laughs> uh, who is a dwarf paladin and a med school dropout. So right now on a quest for adventure and is now a proud owner of some apparently very lobstery um, chest armor. <laughs> <laughs> Medical school dropout. All right, anyway, uh, that's awesome. So we're happy to, to see that and uh, see where that goes. Because you got yourself some new loot. All right. That brings us around <laughs> to Gordon. Welcome back, Gordon. Hey, thanks. Playing Rook, a born-again rogue. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he is happy to kind of have a crew again. Um, though he still talks and sees and hears his old crew and is still looking for a way to get them out. Absolutely. That's awesome. Uh, that's, that's hilarious. And that brings us round to Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, guys. Hey. So first off, Dave Tillman would like to wish you all a happy 420. <laughs> <laughs> is this an actual, like, this is a holiday? Oh, well, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yes, I'll be playing uh, Dave Tillman, your resident Twilight, uh, total Twilight cleric, and now slash barbarian, Ooh, as the, un right. the unveiling happened last week, so... Yes. But he's managed to keep his uh, <clears throat> his passions in check, if you will, and uh, is still in the the good favors of uh, Simloon for now. Keep it together, man. You got this. Just step outside and take a breather, if it will. If if the if the star fits, I don't know. It's working the twilight angle. All right, and that uh, that brings us around. We're all sorted out, and we're gonna dive in where you last were. You're on a boat called the Bullship. That's right. The... Oh, that's not right. There it is. The Bullship. And you've been sailing on your way for a secret mission from a... Um, from a man... I forget his name right now, because I need notes. But um, you're on a secret mission to the Spines, trying to bring an Calron. artifact. What was the name again? Calron. Calron. That's right. Thank you. I should... It's, it's like, yeah, we should we should talk. All right, without further ado, we're going to dive back in. <laughs> Having uh, just fought off some creepy monsters, you are now, well, let's see where you're going next. All right, we'll be right back for this continuation. Some religious people. <laughs> <of> the, <laughs> it's a special day for the continuation of the story. Here we go. The rest of the night is calm. You find yourselves licking your wounds, tending to the wo uh, several wounded of your crew members, 
the goblin floating city on the sprawls of the of the ocean, which you inadvertently rammed, is just off in the dim light over there as the sun is slowly coming up. A massive, rotting octopus body lays below deck, and uh, you've managed to slay this strange, monstrous creature from the deep. You've managed to save many of the crew and stop this creature from, from making, well, any more holes in your ship. Unfortunately, it did do quite a bit of damage to the, to the gun deck. And so that whole section has a large 15-foot wide gap that's about mm, 8 feet above the water level. Uh, so you're not in danger of sinking, but it is definitely... Uh, going to make your lives complicated. The captain looks on, Captain Zim, having just heard uh, all the details from you, as little halfling Lek goes over and takes a, uh, a blanket and covers up the body of fallen Barak. The choice is yours as to how you want to spend your time. What do you want to do? The first thing I want to do when Tammy mentioned, like, hey, that looks like a lot like you on the scroll to, to um, Tillman, I want to almost like do a check to like, is that him? Like with the... Ah, yes. So the scroll like, that you that... pulled off the Sahagin uh, attackers who seem to be allied with this strange, monstrous, squiddy, octopi creature that you did battle with. Um, you've managed to retrieve one of the scrolls, and on the scroll was uh, a prophecy of sorts, the seers. And so uh, there was mention of the seers. Uh, in your, your Sahagin language is not great, but if those of you who have Aquin are able to decipher a little bit uh, and you do see kind of a crude scratch uh, sketch not scratch although that will be an NPC's name later this game I'm gonna write that down I'm gonna write that scratch. down none of this none of the plot things I'm like ooh, an accidental name um so scratch <laughs> all right so uh, the Hello. crude scratch sketch I see it I'm doing it all the time now uh, a sketch of kind of a rounded shape it's very, very crude, though. Uh, Rounded-shaped humanoid uh, holding aloft a, a yellow kind of pearlescent uh, ink was used to, to put this on the page. Uh, the water... Um, this scroll is a sort of vellum, and it was also held inside a watertight uh, seal. But it does look like a kind of material that would handle being submerged without too much trouble. And this is very strange ink. It doesn't seem to... Um, uh, bleed even when it's wet. Uh, you can go ahead and do either. Um, let, let's just do a straight intelligence check to just see what what you put together. <laughs> well. Together. 
colors, pretty colors. <laughs> Ooh. I'm What's gonna that? use uh I'm gonna use so I'm just gonna like recall and like use um my ability. Yeah. V see if any of your friends are Vostlov um know yeah, like knowledge from a past helpful. life. Just like hmm, this seems familiar. This seems strange. Uh as for Carl's six, dude, the blood is you can just still hear your own heartbeat just pounding in your ears. Even though you've been up on the upper deck for quite a while, looking at the stars and the quiet whispering, not voice, but sense of Selun just being a calming influence on you, but you're still you're still too worked up. And uh and every time you go down below and you talk with your friends after a little while, that strange, like almost insectine, like almost like this cicada maddening hum in the background just starts to buzz in your ears if you start to think too much. And that buzz, uh, Dave, gets a little bit louder and a little bit louder. Um, and so you have to take frequent breaks. So unfortunately, you're very distracted. That explains your six. Now, uh, for me. Rook, all right, 13. For 13, you don't get much. You, uh, Which one of you speaks Auckland, by the way? One of you did. That'd be me. It's Dave. All right, so that's partly the problem, is um, it's not really getting much in way of translation. But just looking at the pictures, you see one side, it's got um, almost like, a, a kind of a yellowing opal kind of sh uh, shaded drawing of two clustering light type stones together and then a third one in the hands of a, a crudely drawn what you're assuming might be a turtle. but the details are weak so weak in fact that my level of drawing can handle it so I'm going to show you now on my terrible terrible Thing here. I'm going to show the players first. Then I'll, I don't know if you can see any. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see the resemblance. Yeah, no, totally. it's just like... Yeah. yeah. It looks just like it. That's almost <laughs> exact. Here we go for those on the feed. That's almost exact. Did you consult exactly my daughter for that? Or? I, am a, I am a stick figure genius. So don't you... Uh, it's funny, because we have some really super talented artists. Uh, I've seen some of the work that the people at this at this table and those who we've played with before, uh, <laughs> I've seen some of the work done. And yet I'm the one drawing this. Um, but it's pretty accurate for the Sahagan. This was not a very artistic Sahagan. This might have been drawn by the octopus. Let's just be honest. <laughs> um... But I, I assume, like, while we're still all kind of somewhat close to each other, I'll be like, okay, maybe, maybe not, but okay, guys, let's collect ourselves for a second. This, These things, a hog and an octopus attacked us, specifically came after us. What we first thought was maybe a coincidence with like the lights being on and whatnot no 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 like they came to our ship they were looking for something that scroll proves it does anyone know like let's just be upfront with each other 
my friendly strange acquaintances. Does anyone have a jewel or something that maybe they're after? A jewel of three wishes? Something that sparks light? Oh, man. X? Uh, Dave? Don't I have Hold a up. ring? You do have a ring. Which one of us kept that ring? You have it. I kept that ring. And it's I have a um, ring. It's a it's a silver ring, but it's got a, a fairly large red ruby on it. And it is does have some in, writing etched very, very carefully into it. I don't think you're trained in Arcana, so uh, unless you want to ask. Actually, uh Rook. Well you would you did ask Rook about it. No, I just have this one we've looked at. It, it was actually gold. Yeah. With oh, a right. red Sorry. stone yeah. in it. Gold. Um, and it has some runic symbols on the inside of the band. So, uh, but we never figured out what it meant, right? Could be this. Right. But this would be the only thing that I possess that could... Uh, be suspect for causing beasts of the deep to want to annihilate us or me. I didn't suspect it though, because they didn't seem to come right after me. Mm. I'd be more curious. I mean, we should examine this. Don't get me wrong, but I am also curious. I should say as to why they focused on the area of the ship. They did. Was it simply just to open a hole in the side so that the others could come in and attack or was there something about that particular area of the ship that they were after? Or maybe not. Maybe total coincidence. So, I don't know. If you guys want to look at this ring, have a look at it. Hmm. And it may not be us. It may be, it, yeah. you know, great point. It might be someone else on the ship, but I'm just asking, mm -hmm. does anyone have anything that could potentially be something that people are after? I mean, there's a turtle on the scroll, and we have two turtles yeah. on the ship. And the ring you got, we picked up. Wasn't that ring we picked up from the temple? The, uh, the temple? Yeah. I don't think that was from the that. shopkeeper. Hey Todd, would you want me to roll to see if uh, to see if uh, Tillman remembers what he has? Well, I mean, you remember what you have. But whether you share that is another story. It does bear a striking resemblance. Even with a rule of six, yeah. you pick that up. No, well, given this trusting actually, nature. Maybe not. <laughs> Go ahead and roll um, roll an investigation check for me there, there Carl. Investigation. Not bad. All right, 16. Okay, okay. So, you you do look at this picture again when it's pointed out to you, and there's something about the coloration of the inks used. It, it the, the color of it matches. And the rest of you do kind of get a vague sense of like, when did I see a glowing yellowish I mean, not on the sea. The closest thing you saw to that was 
the prize at the competition the um the jewel the the star kind of looking thing that was on the top of the tree when you were battling against the um the others in the arena but oh man this sort of triggered something man now i think i might have what they're looking for but it as you can see, I hold it up. I'm like, look at the angles here. Whoever drew this character or this thing just forgot one of the angles, man. So it threw me off. But yeah, man, I might be looking up for this. And you, you show hold, them. Okay. I was like, is that a piece of the prize that we won? Like the in the gauntlet? It looks... Yeah, man, you you guys didn't see me take it? Not oh, man. Not. My, no. my stealth is freaking picking up, dude. This is awesome. <laughs> no one really spots where a turtle is going to put his feet mm -hmm. when they're on all fours. Uh, <laughs> so this, this is the prize that we won and gave back. It wasn't the prize so much as the target. Like it was, you know, it's it's like if you play yeah. a if it's like you play a game of stickball, the prize yeah. is the stick or the ball. Yeah, <laughs> but in this case, the target is the prize for these things. Maybe if mm. it is, if it is what it is, like if it is what they're actually after, I don't know. But it's only a sliver, no. Maybe yeah. it's one of three, or maybe. There's... The whole thing probably was originally, and you've got a good look at it, especially, uh, I think it was Rook that went up and grabbed it, right? Or was it Gex? Yeah. No, Gex, Gex got knocked out. So Rook, um, I, I stole it from them when it dropped. Yeah, so you, you helped make them drop it. Oh, no, Hilda make, made them drop it with a hand made axe. Them drop. And yes. then it fell. And you only ever saw it afterwards. And it was probably about a little bigger than than two fists uh, or even two hands kind of cupped together um, and yet it was a little bit misshapen when you when you found it there Rook almost like uh, not quite symmetrical but it was glowing with that kind of radiance and indeed Tillman you, you pull that out do, do you whip it out right here Tillman yeah, you know, Not in front of the kids. <laughs> the street, like, like if it was opening a trench coat or something, but yeah. <laughs> it's not a trench coat, though. It's part of your shell. That's right. You tuck it in that little spot. Um, so you, you yeah, pull it out. I discreetly show it. I want everybody else to see it, but uh, I said, oh, yeah. I, I stick to my previous script, but... Uh... Oh, of course. So you've all you can all see this little glowing yellowish gem but he tucks it back away pretty quickly maybe that could be it have you noticed anything since you have that thing like if they're saying this is a jewel of three wishes have you made a wish have you like has anything changed since you got it nah man just better mushrooms Nah, mm. just just messing with you, man. No, I haven't noticed anything. 
you saw my friends. That is true. Well, Could you? I may have seen your friends. I the first time you saw the first time you saw my friends was the night we won. As far as I know. Could well, you see them before? <laughs> nah, man. That was the first time. Go ahead and do a, um, a perception check for me there, Dave. All right. Oslo, can he see you? <laughs> I'm asking. Nat 20. Natural 20 for a total of 26. Dave, he knows you... all the things. <laughs> how many? How many in are you to have calmed yourself down? Like how many hits? Uh, in terms of. Shrooms, shrooms or... or in terms of like breath. It, what is your intoxication level? Yeah, roll for oh. intoxication. Current intoxication <laughs> level. Medicine? Sure. Or or that could be your medicine check. <laughs> Calculate the PPM. Uh, 13. All right. That's the best, but you the worst. You know, you picked a couple of the green ones and one of the yellow mushrooms off your shelf earlier. It hasn't really hit your system yet. You take a close and look and around. I have to calm Lek down. Oh yeah, you you give one to Lek. Oh, that's right. So he's sitting there, rocking back and forth and chatting with Barak. Oh yes, but of course you could. Um, and if you see my grandmother, um, maybe tell her that it wasn't me that took the cookie. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to Tillman. Tillman, you take an incredibly detailed look around the room, focusing on and around Rook. You notice right. two things. Number one, there's something different about him. You can't quite put your finger on it, but something is... <laughs> I don't know. Different. The way he's looking. The way he looks to the left or to the right. The way he looks at you and through you. It's a little bit unnerving, and you'd never noticed that before. The second thing you notice, and you make damn sure, there is no ghosts, specters, friends. You remember seeing Rook's friend Angel in the bar. So you kind of look around for him. A couple of the crew members are kind of way on the peripheral outside of the conversation on the deck. But no, no other people, no other apparitions. And maybe it's just a bit of a bad trip or something. But you get this creepy sense when you look at Rook that you had not noticed before. Something about the way he holds himself is just different from before. All right. Does it cause any mistrust? Any sense of mistrust or doubt or 
it's it's quite different and a little unnerving whether you decide whether you, you find that untrustworthy or tr more troubling than that I'll leave that up to you but right. with their nat 20 you, you're sure you don't see any of his friends So do you see any of my friends? Not this time around, man. Saw them at the bar once, but, uh, you know, I'm really wondering where they are right now, though. Angel? Boslo? You guys around? I just kind of look, turn and look for them. Do they... So in that moment... In that moment, as you start to look around and call out and look for some help, and you did have Voslo nearby. You could hear him in your, in your ear a little bit ago when you asked for assistance on your, um, on your search of the, of the incredible wow. drawing. Um, <laughs> and his voice was there, but right now it's not. Hmm. And you admittedly um, Rook, I would like you to do a sleight of hand check. And Gex, I need you to do a perception check. And I'll let Hilda do a perception check as well. Yeah. Sleight of hand check? Okay. Try to perceive no. no perception happening here. 24. <laughs> nine for everyone nine else for can perceive. Hilda. <laughs> Hilda's real busy. Um, Gex, you are oh, a very just... observant guy, and normally nothing gets past you. But Rook, dude, you got your twenty-four. So, um, <laughs> Gex, you don't have a clue, but Rook, you have the ring. <laughs> Yes, Rook has the ring now. Okay. He stole it off me. He totally did. <laughs> really? Okay. There was something about it. It's just like... And then it, you look down and you're like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and no one notices that I have it? Nope. Okay. And Tillman is is kind of staring around, looking under things, just still trying to find your your friends, presumably. But he doesn't seem to have noticed that either. It's almost just for a second, Rook. You're just like kind of lost a few seconds, and then you're just like, oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. That's something that Gex would do intentionally. <laughs> I say to myself, without saying aloud. Like, Is everyone okay over here? Tammy comes. I'm rubbing down. off on you. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, too much time. Tammy comes up. The uh, tortle navigator. 
she's standing there. Um, she's kind of the the kind of painted shell kind of turtle, turtle, um, and uh, you know, wearing some some kind of appropriate sashes and clothes to mimic clothing. It's a little hard to get turtle clothing uh, to fit just so, but with the retractable arms and legs. But um, yeah, contagious kleptomania. Um, so she comes up and, and kind of asks <laughs> oh, yeah. if everybody's okay and offers everybody a, a, a wineskin from one of the uh, barrels below. You've you've had this before. It's like a salty grog, but it's um, it's it's alcohol. And she, she passes you a half-empty wineskin of it, and she's just kind of... Well, that doesn't happen every day. Everybody okay? Seem to be. Ship needs a little bit of work. Yeah. No shit. On it. <laughs> um, she fights the urge to like. <laughs> Never mind. She's not going to say anything, but she starts to be like. <laughs> and Dave, that cicada hum in your ear just seems to get louder. Hmm. Man. Where's that buzzing coming from, man? All right. Um, the uh, captain wanted a word when you guys get a minute. Or I, I think we just finished uh, our conversation. Um, yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go, go see Captain Rim or Zim. 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 What, Zim. Right. Okay. Yeah, Captain Rim is on holidays. <laughs> whatever, for whatever reason, I always get this guy's name wrong. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go speak to him and see what our next move is. All right. So you make your way above deck, um, and you, uh, you, he's up on the top, kind of directing the crew. Uh, you can look out, and you can still see the goblin sprawl. In the in the as the sun rises, probably about half an hour away, but on the ocean it gets light before that, so it's uh, you can make out the silhouette of it. Um, it's you can tell your ship has been they've retreated. You're, they pulled your ship a little bit away and are using just a small uh, storm sail at the front just to kind of keep a bit of distance so they uh, aren't too close. Um, and the captain is sitting there, kind of directing it and. Taking, uh, he's the crew is busy shifting a lot of the cargo below and on deck, uh, and using some of the hoists in order to move some of the heavier cargo and the cannons to the opposite side. Uh, as uh, as Gex had mentioned, he's you're intentionally putting a slight list on the ship. <laughs> All right, um, uh, good, good. How is everyone faring? Alive. Yes. In one piece. Uh, is there anybody who's less than... Like, what are your... Uh, just for me, I forget. What were your hit points uh, down to? Has anybody got more than 20 points of damage? Well, okay, so I guess we didn't get a long rest yet. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I don't think I got more than... I don't recall. <laughs> I'm just down 10. Okay. And Gex, I think, is 
mildly wounded from the initial attack. I think I, I had nine, yeah. Okay. So I, a little bit almost... up, but not like wrecked. So he's he's just kind of like three points. Okay. Yeah, so I think the only one who kind of got messed yeah. up a little bit was uh, Gex and maybe Dave, because he was right in the thick of it before he decapitated no, I, only, I was six down. That's oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I was so ten the, down. The Sahagin yeah. was uh, the massive one got decapitated by Dave. So you're still covered in blood, but not a, less. not much of it's your own. Yay! Oh. Dear God, what was that thing? Dinner. <laughs> I suppose you're There's right. still plenty of it down on the gun deck. I'll, uh... I'll get the, the, the cook, Beric. He can help chop it up. He's one of the sous chefs. Don't overcook it, man. Don't overcook it. It's gonna get tough. <laughs> Lightly seared. Yeah, man, that's that's nice. Well, myself and the uh, rest of us of, of the bullship, we're in your in your debt again. Thank you. Well, you're welcome, Captain. Um, you know, most of it, I'll be honest, was about self-preservation, but uh, when it serves the whole, I'm glad that it does. Uh, we are curious, though, as to. What's the next step? I uh, tend to think it might be wise of us to get to dock, if for nothing else than to furnish repairs, and ideally get to our destination quicker, sooner, rather than later. Because during the fight, I did see there were a couple that did manage to escape, did not come on board. I think that's news to, that's news to me. Well, <laughs> um, from what I can Hilda tell, Hilda Bray speaks the truth. There were a couple of escapees of the aquatic, forearmed, attacky nature. For, oh, were these? Or was it just the one guy that had forearms? Just I the one recall. dude had full forearms, but. They, the accomplices of the four-armed man it was the four-armed man came and not all were vanquished so it may be that word may reach people whom we wish it not to reach and it may be that the people whose word have been reached by those we wish not to have it reach them may send others to return to rebreach the hull which we are trying to debreach with wood and lumber it takes him a few seconds, but Zim kind of just nods along. Um, he takes off his tripod. In other words, bad guys got away. They might come back with more bad guys. We should go. Right. You oh, young men say things so quickly. <laughs> From what I've understand of the damage, the we will not be able to make full mm -hmm. speed. Um, we are probably four, three, four days out from from the spine that we're headed to however i don't i don't like the look of it it might be best if we put into some some island or some shelter we can effect what repairs we can 
or we could try to keep it listing and, and make our way. But if we hit bad weather, I don't know. What's well, Captain, can I ask, when was the last time you, uh, when was the last time you put in to dry dock or put on to a beach in order to debarnacle the hull? Well, it's been some time. I generally try to keep my ship in one piece, but, um, well. We may be able to kill two birds with one stone. If we may, if we pull to the beach, beach the ship, roll it, bar debarnacle the hull for extra speed, while at the same time affecting repairs, we may be able to be efficient that way. I mean, the ship is capable of that. We, uh find a soft sand beach. Although, the spines we're going to are not known for the beaches. Um, I might actually... There... Captain? Sorry to interrupt. There are a series of small atolls um, just north of here. It, it'll bring us closer to... Well... Let's just say... It's unlikely that we'll be, um, I, I think we'd be able to get there in maybe two, maybe less, if we're careful. But it is a little bit the wrong way. Well then, I guess we have a choice to make. Shall we press on for the spines and hope the weather holds? Or should we try the atoll? You're the captain, man. It's your call. What do the clouds say about the weather? Do a nature check. Alright, well... <laughs> it's a six. <laughs> six. You look up and you're like, Wow. <laughs> That's like a almost perfectly uniform white sky. And then after a little while, somebody moves the sail that was in front there, and you're like, oh. oh. <laughs> hey, that wasn't like a nat one. <laughs> you, you have a hard time Based getting on... a read. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Dave. No, 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 I'll finish your thing and I'll do mine after. Oh, she just gets a really hard time getting a read on the whether the weather will hold. Whether the weather will hold. Okay. I don't know, guys. I can't discern what the clouds say. Well, the rest of us could take a peek. You could try. Based on my previous experience at sea, would a survival check be appropriate in this? Uh... Sure. I would allow a survival check. It might be a slightly different DC, but I yeah, that would be that'd be applicable in this circumstance. Alright. Twenty one. Alright. Um would one of you like to roll a D one hundred, please? Sure. Because twenty one is quite good. And I wanna be accurate for you. Plastic or metal. Your call. 
Shiny. Let's go shiny. Yes. I'll shine. Ooh, 88. Whatever the heck that means. <laughs> uh, roll again. We already had rescue a castaway. Okay. That was related to weather. I believe the other one you rolled was yeah. a 37. 29. All right. Okay. Roll um, initiative. <laughs> um, you're like scanning the horizon. And it's like, okay, the sun is coming up. And you're thinking, and you're like, okay, red sky at night, sailor's delight. Red sky in morning, sailor's warning. And you're like, okay, everything's looking good. And you turn your head and you see this brilliant red sky on this one side. And then with a dark cap on it. And you quickly test the wind. And you're like, yep, the prevailing wind, that's going to blow right this way. So it looks like there's a pretty sizable storm en route. So we need to get going, Captain. All right, but where? That's going. Should we? So where am I plotting? Am I heading north to the atoll, or are we heading west to the spine? Or well, which way is the storm? The the storm is which almost due the east. Storm? The storm is due east. Be... So the wind is coming from the yeah, east, and it'll to blow towards west. you. And so you can go racing. A, like with the storm trying to beat it towards the spines or you can head north and hope to shelter in some in some islands how far are the nearest islands from where we are who's your navigator person assisting i, I think it was rook was Come the on. specialist you were the captain it was rook yes yeah. rook all right rook go ahead and roll either um investigation Survival or nature? Survival it is. All right. Um, just just give me one minute. Uh, Rook, come on. So Tammy takes you seventeen down into the little navigator booth, and you pull out some papers, montage of rolling out maps and getting out a sextant and dropping it on the floor and fixing it and readjusting things. And getting out a slide rule and um, all the other things that you do. And with a 17, and I'm going to say roll with advantage because Tammy is helping. Okay. It's 17 again. Nice. What? She's not helping that much. Um, so she... <laughs> So she's busy and she's checking her numbers and the two of you kind of take a few minutes in your navigator montage. And after a few seconds, you look at each other and you go back up and you talk to the captain. Well, captain? And she gives you a nod there, Rook. Looks like I can put us at, the, at this small island here in a day if the winds hold. All right. What'll it be? It's your mission. 
Hmm. Well, let's put our heads together. I feel like uh, th this is a risk. There's a risk we're going to take either way. I, I, we need to repair this ship before we really try and go anywhere. And four days of sailing, no matter which direction you're going, there's too many things that could occur over that time. There's whether we completely beach the ship in order to repair it, or whether we simply pull into calm waters to do so, we need to do something. That's yeah, and with, with my carp carpentry skills, I think repairs might take a little bit while. A while. There is other crew members who are capable of helping. They're training you. Actually. Yeah, this is it's, it's a it's a it's a hill to only hill to show. <laughs> okay, my I think we need to repair. You're starting to channel a little bit right. of your father, Hilda. That's my <laughs> hammer. Get your own. <laughs> Four days is a long time with these gaping holes. I think if we can do a detour a day, do some repairs, let the storm pass, and then continue. If there was not a storm, maybe I think we should do it, race it, but I mean, you guys are saying there's a big storm coming. Yeah. If we get caught, we're all dead. All right. Dave? Turn us north. Hey, man, Norman? I'm just... I can help out, man, some mending and stuff, but, man, I agree. We need to... We need to park this... This boat, man, and fix it up a bit, you know, make it nice. And my ship. All right. You head back to the captain. Well, what'll it be? Captain, let's head to the closest land. Let's head to the shelter of those islands. We shall repair the ship and then reevaluate from there. All right. You heard the man. Ready the ship. All right. You guys, uh, in short, pretty short order, the ship is listing slightly the way you want to not let the bigger waves come into the hole on the side. Um, it's turned and ready to navigate north. Uh, you look out over the, the ocean. The sun has come up now, this beautiful sunrise. And uh, although red-tinged all along the one uh, netwood is now to your right, as you are now facing ready to go north around this goblin sprawl, you can see the little silhouettes of, of pe uh, little goblinoid creatures crawling around the sprawl. You can pretty much even just make out this little old husk of a goblin. Um whatever his name is, Kipo or something like that? <laughs> Kelpo. Hey, Gord, I raced you there. I knew that one. So Kelpo, you can see him standing on the end of one of the finger docks and, and kind of looking out towards you all. And he raises his one cl little clawed hand as you begin to sail north towards the, um, towards the Unknown Isles. And uh, for a few minutes there, uh, everything is calm and beautiful in the wind. And in the distance, you can see these dark clouds roiling just off to your right there. But the rest of the day is beautiful. And as you're going, you're kind of hands on the rail of the ship when you're not working. And, um, and, uh, and 
Rook, as you're kind of standing there looking out from the aft castle, uh, looking out at the rest of the, the seamen kind of working away there and looking at the, at the beautiful sun on the ocean, you feel the presence of Tammy as she stands next to you. Uh, and you kind of turn and look at her and she says, um, Well, I think that's the right call. But, um, I just, uh, looks like we're all going to get a bit of a closer look at the Frontier's spin. These lie around the edge, the far edge. We're going to skirt around this. Don't let us go uh-huh. past bearing 138. And she goes and she punches Gex in the side kind of lightly and, and repeats herself. 138. No more east than that. You point... We'll sail. Actually, I, I, somebody who is listening to this is going to be knowing their compass bearings and be like, 138 is nowhere near. East. Anyway, um, whatever she said. She said, don't turn. Don't favor to the east. I guess it, yeah. it's, it's more dramatic than saying, don't go past yeah. bearing zero. Um, but anyway. I'm going to, uh, I think like when she like when she's done talking, like and I think Gex and I are like, okay, sure. Um, I'm... I think people are going to get to work. I'm actually planning to do two things. One, go down and check on Anna. Because part of me thought maybe they were after her. And then two, huddle up in a corner and take a short, like take a, a little short, a little rest. Yeah, you're like all in my risking. meditative state. You're all risking yeah. some yeah. exhaustion right now as well. Because you fought in the night, which interrupted everything. Um, if you wanted to, you could ask the captain for a shift of sleep. That that's not too big. A well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm at my age. I'm <laughs> at my age. Say, so, captain, I'm off to sack. All right, you did a good turn. We'll watch our back. Get some rest. You better be sharp for your watch. Tammy seems uh, a little. <laughs> If I didn't know her better, I'd say she looked almost nervous. <laughs> and is Anna still in the below decks? So you go down below there, Rook, and it takes you... Well, go ahead and roll an investigation check for me. Or perception check. Perception. For me. Uh, okay. Uh, natural 20, 29. It's almost like you knew exactly wow. where she would be. Just even before you moved, you just like close your eyes. Wow. And you just feel, and you're just like, you know, you walk straight as an arrow down the main hatch there, down to the gun deck. And while the rest of the crew are busy kind of hauling away, they're keeping an instinctual fear a, a distance away from this. Um, and they're kind of shuffling. They've shuffled a lot of this, the um, the guns and the cargo off to the the port, uh, starboard side there. But the um, the carcass is kind of sitting in the middle there. And they've done a little bit to add a bit of a railing across this 
gaping hole in the side of the ship so nobody accidentally gets tossed out. Uh, but that's about all the repairs they've managed to effect so far. So there's a couple of crew members over there. And you walk in, and you're looking at the carcass of the massive squid-like creature. And then you look directly up. And on the ceiling above, kind of Spider-Man style, pressed against the ceiling, these long, willowy limbs, fingers far too long for an average, you know, teenager. You see Anna, the little human, as you know, sea hag, on the ceiling, just munching on a large piece of squid that she is somehow extracted without the rest of the crew noticing. And she's just like... <laughs> she looks down at you. I'm sorry. Would you, would you like some? <laughs> Be later. I'm not so hungry right now. But, uh, tasty, huh? Yes. Yes, it is. I have to ask you something. Were they after you? And she looks at you and she's got these really pointed, jagged teeth. And and their gums have receded sent, back, so they're just like Maybe sent by your kin? Like, yeah. And but the rest of her face looks like that of a regular, you know, she's like thirteen or something. But super sallow, super super pale long stringy hair dangling almost straight down at you because of the angles she's about 15 feet up kind of in, nestled in between a couple of rafters and um and she looks around and she motions with this finger that seems to have an extra almost like an extra knuckle at the end is bending <laughs> it's like blue, blue. <laughs> and she motions you off to the side and you kind of walk over and then she skittles along the ceiling and silent as a ghost standing next to you in the corner of the of the hold now a little more private from the rest of the crew yeah I he doesn't like my mother's to send such creatures it's I don't think so the mages, how they I was told to watch out for the mages. But Sahagi, they have their uses. But I don't think they were here for me. I don't think. What do I know? I am just a little girl. Hey, inside check to see if she's lying. Sure, roll inside. Bet you wish you could add that mat 20 now. <laughs> I know. Whoa. Although that's like how many for the party so far? An eight. Never mind. I can... 
She's very hard to read. Um, at hard a glance, to read, yeah. Her human disguise is very good. But there's something about the stillness in her. It's, it's again, it's troubling. And at this moment, you see Lek, Lek, little halfling Lek, come around the corner. He's kind of carrying a, a satchel uh, slung on his back, and he's like walking around. He almost bumps into the two of you, and he looks at, at her and kind of starts a bit, and then he looks at you and starts even more. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm gonna... <clears throat> Bye. And he t- turns around exactly back the way he's going, <laughs> muttering to himself, I'll take it later. Okay, well, I just wanted to check to make sure that you're okay in case they were after you, that's all. No. I'm fine. In fact, I'm having a lovely voyage. She takes another giant mouthful of squid. Mouthful of the jaw distending a little bit as she takes a bite, just stuffing her face in the way that only a teenage sea hag could. Well, <laughs> we're going. Uh, oh, I think that should be a spinoff. Close by. Anna, the sea yeah. ha- teenage sea hag. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to stop somewhere nearby to repair before we continue on our way. Just to let you know. Uh, if you need me, I'm going to go below decks and uh, recover. And I'm just going to like leave her to her eating and go below. You get about four steps away when you hear her ask behind you. Not necessarily to stop you, but she mentions as you're walking away, she's like, Have they guessed yet? What? Oh. I don't think they know what you are. <laughs> yeah. Seeing sure. how the ceiling is. <laughs> don't you worry about me. And she takes another giant bite. And then kind of licks her super long fingers. The nails are like pretty pretty extended on the end there she goes back I assume she's not showing this in front of everyone else oh no because you guys went off to a kind of a nook in the in the side but she does now kind of wipe her hands on and as she does so the the extra long fingers seem to kind of retract and the and the face kind of resorts itself a little bit and her her skin stays not as it's still super pale but that greenish tint that begins to come to the surface when she begins to lose her illusion, um, that that fades away and just back to the pale girl. And she goes over to the side and kind of looks around, waits a moment, then grabs another chunk of of squid and then kind of goes walking back to a different part of the ship. Okay. Uh, I am going to walk down and huddle in a corner and go into my meditative state for four hours. 
are going to have to be careful of that one. You can hear Voslov's yeah. voice. I didn't. You weren't around earlier. Where where did you go off to? I have things I have to do, just like anybody. Okay. Well, I have a lot. Ah, good. I see you have got that ring. Oh, yeah. What is it? It just—it's almost like I unconsciously took it. That. Let me let me take a bit of a break, and then we'll look at it together. Because I'll switch out my proficiency to Arcana when I do that. <laughs> Good, you do that. Get some rest. All right. Can I get a skill challenge from everyone as the ship continues on and you are making your way north now? Um, I'm going to need... Uh, we've already got a navigation check, so you've already plotted a good route. So now now Rook can actually get a bit of rest. Um, the rest of you are going to probably be fairly busy with your duties. There were several crew members that got hurt by that octopi and then fled. <laughs> All right. So I'll heal them up the best I can. Absolutely. So um, can I get you to either spend a couple of spell slots, if you're actually using magic, or roll some medicine checks? Oh, I'll roll some medicine checks. Sure thing. Because I don't have many spell slots left. I'm going to say... Um, you're not... Prof are you proficient in medicine? Uh... Plus three. Okay. I'm going to give you an extra plus one because you do actually have the proper tools. So 17. 17. All right. So you managed to patch up several of the crew members pretty quickly and easily. Um, one of them complains about the pain. He ended up breaking a leg, kind of falling down a ladder at one point. Um, so you set it for him. Uh, and then uh, you, you give him a little... A little something extra off the shell for the pain. Uh, and then... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One for you. Alright. One for me. <laughs> 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 and you look over, uh, and you see the drunken surgeon who's supposed to be on duty just sleeping it off in the corner. He's, he's in a slightly different position every time you go in the room, so you, you are aware he spends a little bit of time moving around. But, um, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Hilda, what are you going to be doing to contribute to the journey? Well, I'm going to see how well I uh, help the crew make some additional reinforcements to that railing. Alright, nice. And, yeah. I'm going to get you to roll a... Let's go with uh, strength plus uh, your proficiency in uh, tools. So that's uh, strength plus your uh, your d20 plus two, or no, is it plus three now? Uh, I think it's plus three now for your proficiency bonus. Yes, plus three. Yes. 
Okay. Hilda obviously needs to go to sleep. Because she just rolled in that one. She goes over to where the hole is in the ship. It's peeling off parts of the boards to make new crates to store her tools for later. Someone's like, Hilda, stop. No, 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 Hilda. No, 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 relax, relax. No, 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 not, just go take a nap. Father says, we gotta put all the tools away. Proper places. Before we go to bed. And Scratch, that's the name of the person who's teaching you how to uh, do this, um, is a human, and he is a sailor, and, a, and a, I think it's a bosun, uh, the person who helps repair the ship, uh, basically gives you another... No, I need you to do this right now. And gives you uh, two boards and some nails. It's like, make sure those go together. And just sends you off to work in a corner. Uh, and then he goes to try and and help repair the thing that you just broke. So the ship now has <laughs> now has a 16-foot wide hole in the hull. Uh, as opposed to... I'm going to count that. Uh, go ahead and roll a d10 for me there, Hilda. And add your strength modifier. Okay. And double it. <laughs> double the result. Uh, okay. So, plus strength is, okay, so that's a 16. <laughs> All right. So, 16 points of damage to your ship. It's already, it, 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 keep track of this. The hull has 300 points of hull. It was at 87, but it just took 16 more points of damage. I swear, guys, I'm supposed to be perfect. It's the lack of sleep. Thankfully, didn't go to carpentry school, eh? <laughs> All right, Gex. Yes. What are you doing? Oh, I'm sleeping. Okay, cool. All right. Taking the longest nap that I can uh, acquire. All right. And the ship makes its way north towards the unknown skirting the frontier spin towards some unnamed atoll. And with that, I think we're going to take a little, uh, what do you want? Five, ten? Refresh beverage. Should we have a word, from our sponsor, a word from our sponsor on the way in or the way out? Uh, how about on the way back, when we when we come back? Uh, five right. is fine, I think. All right. Let's do five-minute breaks, refresh beverages, bio breaks, and all that. And also to thank, uh, thank you guys for making me laugh. That was a lot. And don't forget, audience, we, oh, we'll be back in, ah, wrong button. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Uh, take a break, refresh your beverages, and don't forget to hit the buttons to do the things with all the things and stuff. I'm great at this. Like and subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Tell all your friends. <laughs> Unless you hate us and then tell your enemies. You know what? <laughs> they say uh, any press is good press, right? Yeah. 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 All right. We'll get out of here. All right. We'll be back in a few. Okay. Interweebs. Here we come. Hi. Whoa. What's going on? Why is this? Oh, I know why. Because I'm on the Discord. Hold on. 
Let me jump back over to the game. There we go. There we go. There we go. Hi, everybody. Um, thank you for that, by the way, Timely. On the rest of us took a break, and Timely, Timely made some art. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll throw that back up on the screen That's just what? for a moment. There. Uh, uh, where is it? Where is it? There we go. Happy April 20th, everybody. Hope you're having a grand old time. Or as Tillman would say... Is he righteous time, brothers, sisters? Yeah. That is an amazing turtle face, I do have to say. The little... <laughs> the, the smiley beak smile is just great. Yeah. Yep. It reminds so me of that... Uh, you, you remember Titan AE? Yeah. The pilot? Yeah. I finished my nap. <laughs> well, thanks for that. And don't forget, uh, um, uh, you've also done some notes for us before, visual notes. Uh, I always love that. So always encourage that. And Darcy, yeah, thanks for I the shout-out. Darcy's in chat, and he was saying he, he, he said, very good, well played. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So without further ado, you're all sailing away. Um, well, a couple things happen. Uh, first of all, let me get get on to my, my sailing oh, we need, music. We need to have a word from our sponsors. Oh, yes. Let's not forget a <laughs> word from our sponsors. Thank you so much. Uh, let's give it over to Steve. Take it away, Steve. Well, this week's sponsor is, uh, this week's sponsor is called Squid Smokers Extreme. Have you killed a Kraken lately while adventuring? Have you got leftover tentacles and after a gloriously victorious sea battle? Or maybe you're just a fisherman with some extra bycatch. Get our seafood smoking kits complete with uh, hickory and mesquite, portable grill and smoker, spice kits, and extra sushi rice and seaweed wraps. If you need to preserve a squid and you want to have an extremely delicious meal, Buy yourself a set of our seafood smoking kits. Now, 50% off for $9.99.99. Oh. <laughs> I want that! And so do you! <laughs> Alright, thanks. Man. Whoa, what am I doing? There we go. Alright, thanks very much. Uh, and I think you were working on another thing which I was laughing about over the break, but we can do that a little bit later on. We'll do two breaks. Yeah. Two breaks. Woo. It's like it's like well, just luxury. For one. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so you you're sailing for quite some time. Let's dive back in. And that's it. Oh, right. The cameras are kind of messed up because uh, Gordon had to step away. But um, it's okay. You can stay away if you need to stay away. And he's back just in time. So you're sailing for quite some time. Uh, and. You watch as the day started out nice and bright and the sun just get darker and darker as these clouds start coming across. Those of you who are taking a rest, go ahead and mark it off as a long rest. Uh, is anybody staying up? Oh, uh, after that performance, Hilda is definitely going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So um, everybody catches a couple of uh, Zs and as you drift off to sleep, you can just feel the ship just, just, you know, gently rocking on the waves as it cuts its way north. 
a couple of hours later, like approximately six to eight hours later, you're awakened as a crewman comes running in, banging on the wall and, and slapping the bottoms of your hammocks. Uh, and as he wakes you up and he's like, All right, uh, good. C Captain said, get up off. Let's go. Come on. Uh, Are we under attack? <laughs> no, no. And at that point, you're realizing the ship is like, just begins shifting and it's this weird kind of torque to it um, as the back end gets shoved and then the whole thing lifts up a bit and then riding down a larger wave and then gets to the bottom and hits the other side of the crest and the whole thing shifts the other way and so you're rocking violently in your hammocks as you were sleeping uh, but because you're in hammocks you didn't notice as much uh, but now as you're now awake, you realize you're in heavy chop, uh, in heavy, large waves. And the crewman's like, The captain, he needs all hands, all hands. Shoot. Okay, we run up to the deck like crazy people. All right. So you manage to grab whatever gear you need and you go rushing up to the top deck. Um, you come up and you just... You come out into a major thunderstorm. At, wow. As the clouds have have caught up with the ship, and you can see the wind is lashing down side, uh, whipping the rain, whipping the rain, um, <laughs> wedge, um, whipping the rain down sideways at a diagonal. And uh, those of you with hair, it's all whipping off to the side as the wind just tears at you. Um, you step out and are almost instantly drenched in the downpour and uh, the, the crew members tosses you a rope, a small loop of rope um, that you would, and he kind of motions to you. Let's see if anybody remembers what to do with the rope. Um, roll intelligence. <gasps> Can I roll a survival for that or? Not stupid. Sure, yeah, you could make this a survival check if you need to. Alright, Tillman with a 14. You know how this works. Rook, with Voslo's whispering in your ear. No, you need to loop it. Uh, under here, over there. Yes, that's it. And uh, even even Timely. Oh, sorry, not Timely. <laughs> My mistake. Uh, even, <laughs> even you, Timely, know. But your character also knows. I uh, know that. Hilda also <laughs> knows that this is a short loop of rope, which is basically a safety line. And you loop it around your waist and under your your crotch area and tie it all together uh, and then you can fairly quickly and easily tie off to a ship line so you're less likely to get tossed overboard uh, and Gex in your hurry to the top you totally forget what the rope is you're just like okay and you just toss it to the you know you sling it over your shoulder and uh, go running up because gosh darn it you're you're second in command. You're too important for whatever this thing is. All right, so the rest of you spend time tying off and getting ready. Um, and as you go out above decks and the waves are crashing, um, and actually, but even before you get above decks, you immediately notice when you first jumped out of the hammock, there's about a foot of water in the bottom of the ship. Now it's sloshing back and forth, so sometimes you're totally dry, uh, like, 
you know, not in water, and then it sloshes the other way, and you're a good foot in water. Um, and then as you move up, you now see to the to the gun deck. You can see every once in a while a wave will break and send water in through that hole, and you can see poor Lek and a handful of other people and um, and Scratch uh, busy trying to nail boards uh, up. They've gotten into almost waist height, and you can see Lek there with with a pa- two pails of pitch goes skittering across the deck, and he kind of steadies himself and then goes running back over and then uh, Scratch grabs a brush and starts slapping the pitch on the boards just trying to get a waterproof seal as high as they can it is a losing battle Um, as bigger waves are definitely slowly sloshing this ship full of water that's a lot of S sounds she sells sea sails by the sea Um, alright on the top deck uh, as you clamber up the rest of the way you see this storm and then you can see the captain, and you see uh, Tammy kind of holding the rail near the navigator's thing, yelling up to the to the aft deck where the captain and uh, and another crew member are busy trying to keep the the tiller at the right angle. All right, what do you want to do? Well, um, it's a storm. I kind of feel like, uh... You look around, you try to yeah. decide who needs your help. Because clearly it's an all-hands-on-deck kind of situation. So where do you want to go? Which station is it, as it were? I'm going to take a look around and see who, who's, like, what seems to be in need of the most help. Or who needs to... All right, the Rook. most help. I'm going to get, you look up and you can see um, everything's pretty good at the moment. And then the wind shifts suddenly and you see this boom come shifting across. And the line that was securing it just snaps. And um, and the, you see a crewman kind of dangling a good 20, 30 feet up in the air. Just desperately trying to wrap the sails as the uh, and trying to reef one of these sails. Shorten the sail so that it's not catching as much wind. Um, but unfortunately, the shifting has totally made him stop doing what he's doing. And you can see the sail kind of billow up and catch full wind. And the whole ship starts to... And it creaks and groans as it begins to lean. Um, he looks like he could use some help. Either he's going to fall I'll, I'll, or fix his thing. I will assist. All right. So I'm going to get I will you to actually... acrobatics. Oh, sorry. Go acrobatics ahead. up. Yeah, exactly that. I'm going to basically acrobatics up to save him slash help the sail. I will let you roll either mm-hmm. athletics or acrobatics. It's your call. Acrobatics it is. Because <laughs> I'm much better at that. That's fair. Ooh. And I'm going to use knowledge from a past life because that roll is shitty. Sixteen. Tie your line there. If you fall, you might not break your neck. Voslo whispers in your ear as you're like, "All right." (laughs) So you tie your safety harness on, and you go, just taking your time trying to get up to the top. Uh, And at one point, you wobble as the as the sail 
shifts back and the boom almost hits you, but you're you're kind of on the on the string line uh, leading up there, so you're okay. But um, it takes a little bit of time to get up to that height, and then you can kind of quickly out onto the boom and start helping secure it uh, and lash it down so that the sail is is brought down and no longer going to be an issue. I need you to do one more. This time it's going to be either athletics or strength check. And that's just to bundle the ropes and the sail and get it all lashed down. Uh, okay. And you do have advantage as there is a crew member that you're assisting. Yeah. Well, all right. So between you and the crewman, you manage to get it lashed down, but it takes you a while. By the time you kind of stop doing that, you're breathing hard, and um, I'm going to get you to do one more acrobatics check as the wind shifts again, as as the boom get that you're standing on, or kind of huddled on, um, sh- suddenly shifts back the other way. Ooh, nice. Uh, 19. 19, so you, you handle yourself, no problem. However, the crewman with you doesn't do quite as well and he starts to lose his grip and you uh, do one more uh, let's just do yeah let's do a dexterity saving throw for me unless you want to just let him fall no I'll do the dex saving throw nice okay damn no problem you you're already reaching out before he even starts to fall. You're just like, he's going to fall. So you get your arm out there and, and steady him. He's like, oh, oh, thank you. And you go, all right. And you kind of make your way nimbly back down, uh, down towards the, the main deck. Meanwhile, Hilda, uh, where do you want? You look around looking for something to help with. Uh, and you can see that uh, there's a couple of uh, barrels that have kind of come unlashed and are rolling randomly around the deck. Um, You can also see uh, other crewmen trying to pull on some of the lines on the uh, storm sail at the front of the ship, which is trying to keep it pointed in a particular direction. Uh, And they're having a hard time kind of tying that off. You can also see one of the tiller people busy trying to just keep a particular line uh, uh, on the tiller, but it, every once in a while they get tossed back and it starts to spin and the whole ship starts to turn uh, into the wind, but then a wave hits it and it's threatening to swamp it. So, you kind of got a couple of different places you could go. Do you want to go to the forecastle to help with the storm sail? Do you want to help with those loose barrels, or do you want to help with the tiller? I, I think I see the immediate danger of the ship veering into like different directions because of the lack of control on the tiller and I I hope that Hilda will definitely help steady it. Alright. So you go so, rushing up go. onto the aft deck and uh, go running mm-hmm. up and this thing the crew members kind of just trying to wait for the timing for it to stop spinning wildly and to grab onto it uh, and, and he starts to reach out and oh that's a three on his dex on his uh strength saving throw so he reaches out to grab the thing and it cr- it suddenly veers the other way 
the way he wasn't expecting and the and the wooden uh, like kind of handle of it hits him in the back of the arm and hand just goes crack pretty visibly doing some damage as it goes uh let's see hold on yeah he just took uh six points of bludgeoning damage just and he's holding his hand like ah, damn it i think i broke me on oh okay well so you're I... up I, I, I rush in, and I'm going to uh, try to steady the, the tiller. Alright, so I'm going to need you to roll a strength, uh, or actually, let's go with a strength saving throw. Oh, come on, dice. Don't let me down. Oh, don't say that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, I roll a four, but my strength saving throw is a plus four, so I guess it's an eight, but that's still... That's still pretty low. <laughs> All right, so you do yeah. almost the exact same thing. You tr you're like, okay, it's spinning that way. You stick your hands on the just to try and steady it, and it actually spins even faster, and you're just like... Whoosh, and it gets you before you realize... Uh, oh, that's... Alright, I'll re-roll that. Okay, so you're going to take six points of bludgeoning damage as it batters your hands. Oof. And ouch. unfortunately... Um, well, yeah, that's exactly what Hilda said. Ouch. <laughs> you pull your hands back and it starts to, to spin wildly. Everybody needs to do a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Those of you with safety harnesses, you're doing it with advantage. Alright, Dave Tillman rolled an 8 or a 15, so we'll take the 15. Oh! I'll just take my first roll. Nice. <laughs> As Rook rolls a nat 20 for 28. Boss. So you're just like... <laughs> He's like, so dexterous. Just go with it, like Matrix yeah. style. Like, <laughs> Actually, even better. You, you actually... used the momentum because you were starting to climb down from the rigging. You just grab the safety line with one hand and kick off and just do the whole like Errol Flynn spin around the mast and then land nimbly yeah. on your feet and look up at the forecastle like, what? What? How'd you do, Gex? I'm the sea. <laughs> uh, the guy you were with, by the it's way, manages to hold on. Of, like, Aquaman. man. Uh, and Gex got a 14, so Gex kind of does the whole stumble thing and falls to one knee, but you're not... Actually, hold on, you are not harnessed, so I'm going to say it tosses you pretty hard, uh, and so you're going to risk a little bit of bludgeoning damage as you slam into one of the railings. Fortunately, you managed to stay on the correct side of the railing, but you take one point, just one, of bludgeoning damage. And Dave Tillman, with a 15, you're fine. You manage to skid your feet a little bit and grab onto the nearest mast as you're still trying to decide, where do where am I needed? All right, Tillman, you're taking all of this in. Um, you saw pretty much the same thing as Hilda. There, the tiller is still spinning pretty wildly back there for uh, the big wheel at the back. You also see a rolling barrel 
and uh, that's totally come unlashed and it's starting, and you can hear some crew members yelling something about it. And you can also see them struggling with the storm sail at the front, uh, and they could use a help kind of lashing that down. Which way do you want to go, Tillman? I'll go towards the, the sails. Um, do a quick perception check for me there, Tillman. We'll see what you find. With an eight, it is really loud. The wind is just howling, and every once in a while, a, a blast of lightning kind of half blinds, half deafens you. So you kind of make your way towards the front. You lose your step footing a little bit as you get to the front, and then suddenly uh, you're up next to two crewmen who are desperately trying to lock this storm sail into place. But it keeps pulling away and then whipping to the other side as the ship kind of spins pretty wildly with these waves. Um, so uh, you're going to try to help secure the storm sail, which will make everything else a little bit more stable. However, you need to do a strength check or athletics check. Nice. That's 20. <laughs> oh, damn. All right, two things happen. One of the crewmen starts to, like, fall over. You quickly reach over and grab him and just push him so he's into the deck. And then you grab the line that he was holding, and with one hand, you just walk backwards, your turtle feet just digging into the deck and, like, just getting really good grip as you heave and the storm sail just flips back under control. It's like a triangular-shaped sail off to one side. Uh, much smaller than most, and it's, it's a bright kind of orangish color. Uh, and you just walk it back to where you can tie it off and loop it around. And the rest of the, the two crewmen there that you just literally replaced look at you like, damn. Um, and, uh, and then there is, let me just roll something real quick. Of course it is. All right, uh, everybody has had a chance to pick a, an action, I think. Oh, no, Gex. No, what were you doing, Gex? Nothing. All right, uh, where I do was you want to go? You see the same things I as was trying before. to get up. Yeah, I was trying to get up to, like, here to the, uh, you Next know, the, the... the aft deck here. Yeah. Make a bud there so I can start yelling at people what to do. All right, so you go making your way back, and uh, part of being a do a do a perception check for me, and a and a persuasion check, back to back checks. Well, six, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> a persuasion check, seven. No one else cares either. Nope, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> the storm is the only thing that hears nobody you. Cares. As you shout into the wind, ineffectively, you lose all the voices as there somebody is on the main deck yelling at you to do something and motioning, but it's lost in the wind. And you go back up on the deck and you turn around and you shout into the wind and the wind screams back. Turn! And then heave! But over! Starboard! Right! And then... Sail! Wind! Islands! Shore! Turn! 
don't! I'm kind of curious how long this will go on for. <laughs> Amazing. Just... Brother! <laughs> alright um, alright so you're screaming into the wind very effectively at which point um, there, somebody you see this one crewman nearby suddenly lunge uh, kind of in the mid deck at this crazily rolling barrel as it goes flipping around and it then hits the mast and splits open and it's hard to see in all of this because nobody rolled a perception. You're all rolling for perception. Just total <laughs> trash in this storm. So nobody sees. Uh, but um, at that moment, um, something just, just it bounced off the center uh, mast and went spinning around and all around uh, and then kind of is laying there. It kind of finally wedges itself kind of at the bottom of these steps that you see here. Uh, and Tillman, you were towards the front. I'm just going to move people where they were. So Tillman's up on the foredeck. Uh, Rook, you were uh, pretty much midships. Uh, Hilda, you're right back by the tiller. And Gex is busy yelling at the wind at the rail. And uh, Dreamy, we don't know where Dreamy is. Dreamy is, um, I'm picturing like a dog sleeping. The feet are shaking as he's having a nightmare about a storm somewhere down below in a nice warm place. Assuming he didn't stay with the goblins. Nobody knows. That's the cobalt friend of theirs. All right. Um, and Tammy comes kind of out of the mid and starts yelling up towards... Actually, Gex is the only one who has a chance to hear her because uh, it, it, her voice is just lost in the wind and she's like, Winnie, we're almost. It's just about you gotta. And it's lost in the wind. You can't, you can't quite make it out. <laughs> All right, it's it's dark, and that's part of the problem. It's very dim down here. So at this moment, um, I'm gonna ask Rook and Tammy, and about four unfortunate souls. Um, as Tammy comes forward, she goes goes back inside for a moment. And then a, a moment later, she comes back out holding this hooded lantern um, and, and kind of uh, motions around with this lantern that she's holding, trying to illuminate, make things a little bit better. Uh, and naturally, uh, that happens. So, um, okay. So Rook, Tammy, and several unfortunate crew members on the main deck there are going to need to roll dexterity saving throws. Yeah. Oh, boys. Wow. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen. All right. Um, who wants to roll for Tammy? Does anybody want to roll for Tammy? Sure, I'll roll for Tammy. Why not? Roll for Am I rolling a d20? Yep. Oof. That's My a fail. Okay. Those of you who play Shadowrun should probably understand what 66 sounds like. Oh. Oh. 
<laughs> okay. And those are the eyes of a man who has rolled terribly. <laughs> no, Danny. But when it's the DM, <laughs> is it terrible? <laughs> or terra good? I don't know. I was trying something. It didn't work. All right. Um, so the dark is briefly illuminated by uh, Tammy's lantern. And then she stumbles a little and and it kind of falls from her grasp and hits the deck in the storm and rolls. Fortunately, the hood part of it keeps the flames from going out. However, it rolls down and hits kind of near where that barrel had nestled. And one of the hoods pops and a slight flash of light and then a much brighter flare of light as the powder barrel that had split open oh. and spread black powder all oh. over the mid deck ignites ka boom doing 22 <sighs> points of damage for those of you who had doing to make the save oh actually gex do a dexterity saving throw you're quite close as well. So, Rook, you succeeded oh, nicely that. on your yeah. dexterity saving throw. So, you um, you take half of that. So, you're only going to take 11 points of fire damage. Or thunder damage. It's kind of both. Um, Gex, you roll the three. That's a fail. So, you're going no. to take... No, 12. That three oh, was for that, the other one. Okay. You yeah. rolled a 12. Still. One, one sec. One sec. <laughs> Not great. That's a tie. <laughs> and I'm going to say meets beats. So you save. You take 11 points of damage and are not pushed as this flash... <laughs> And you're holding the railing, so that steadies you. Um, and who was it that was rolling for Tammy? I rolled for Tammy. She got a three. That's what that three was. Oh. Yeah. Okay. There is a massive flash. Several of the kind of weaker boards, like this grill that's here, a couple of the cover plates on the lower deck things, just get displaced, just wrecked and thrown to the side, which means quite a lot of the water that's hitting the top deck instead of going over the covers is going into the ship. The other thing is, there's now a small uh, hole in the deck. Uh, not super big, but it is definitely an actual hole leading down below. It's about, not quite five feet, it's probably about three feet worth of damaged wood. Most of this, because it wasn't shaped, kind of went up and out, which is why Tammy who was right next to this, took the bulk of it as she takes 22 points of damage and gets thrown a total of... Wow. 10 doubled. I'm sorry, Tammy. I am sorry, Tammy. 5. <laughs> 10. The digital dice did 15, you do. 20. All right, can I get you? She is still conscious. I need her to do a dexterity saving throw right now. 
Pammy's dexterity saving throw is 16. Modified. By whatever her modifier is. So, the good news. She gets blasted back in the in the firelight. It's it's almost beautiful in the way that the the light plays out over the scene. You can see things finally. And then she gets thrown backwards. Her turtle shell gets most of the blast and has this vicious burn and a few cracks leading across the chest as she is thrown back hard into the corner of this deck and fortunately she slams against the railing and it holds and she manages to not flip up and over the rail instead she her legs get tangled in amongst the rail and you can hear this sickening snap as probably her femur from getting twisted in amongst the rails takes the bulk of the damage and she twists at this tough angle and then as as good turtles do when they experience pain she pulls in her arms and legs which has the effect of forcing her downwards where her tangled leg was and holds her on the ship barely she is crumpled in the corner of the ship what do you want to do? Anybody? What's that? What do you Heal her. to do? I yell at... I basically yell out, get her and heal her. There is a small fire on the deck, um, but it yeah, is I, not... I'm spread. yelling that. I'm going to attend to the fire. Okay. So I'm trying to, like... Yeah. All right. I can't tell if Carl's saying anything because he's muted. Is he muted? No, he's Am not I muted. Nope, you're, you're not I'm muted. Sorry. How, Who wants how to do big anything? of a fire is it? It's not that big. Um, the, the, the lucky thing is that this happened in the massive storm, so the fire is really only right around that little, uh, the little hole. Everywhere else, it's just too wet on the deck to spread. So Rook goes running over, puts the fire out. What are you going to do, uh, Gex? The but ship, has he all got the other the fire problems out? are still there. Pardon? Has he got the fire out? Uh, he's he's stomping on it, and it looks like it is diminishing. Uh, I'm just going to take a quick second to like take a sense of... Are, who, are the sails under control and which way is the wind coming from and where are the waves going? Okay. Which direction it. are the waves going? Either survival or perception. Which will be better for now? They're both the same. So let's do Roll perceiving the dice. trick. 21. Nice. Alright. I'm going to come back to you. you Don't let me forget. Well. As you're, you're, you pause... And remind yourself to just take it all in as you look out and you can see the flashes of lightning uh, illuminating the surroundings, the deck, and so forth. But we'll come back to you in just one second. Rook, you're putting out the fire. Uh, Dave, what are you doing? Your rope is tied off. The storm sail is under control. What do you want to do? I look around me and see where else I can help. Um, you see 
rook yelling in the storm uh and with your passive perception mm -hmm. it's pretty high you can make out what he's saying he's yelling healing and he's motioning towards the far end of the ship and he's stomping right, out so the fire he's what and he's busy stomping out a motioning towards tammy while i'm trying to put out the fire but like you see your ex like basically close to death Actually, from where he is, he can barely see it. Um, like, he can't actually see her unless he approaches. So, you come down from the foredeck oh, okay. and kind of go sliding along the, uh, the wet wooden uh, decking. And you manage to sidestep a few of the other crew as they're rushing around. You go scrambling up uh, and you see Tammy thrown uh, into the corner of the aft uh, kind of main compartment there. And uh, where Rook is busy just now stomping out a fire. And you see the crumpled, fallen form of Tammy the Tortle. Oh man, that's not cool, Tammy. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, uh, Saloon. Uh, Alright. <laughs> um, is she is she gone gone or spare to dying type of stabilize first or what? Um, I'm gonna need you to do a medicine check. Sorry. All right. Twenty two. He's okay. a bit more sober now. At a glance, you're just like, the buzz wears off. You take it in and you're like, oh, she. You can see immediately she's got a twisted, broken leg sticking out. All her other limbs are retracted. But that's good news. That means she lived long enough to pull them in. Uh, as you go running over um, and you get a little bit closer, you can see... You can still see the kind of rhythmic pulsing in the places where the turtle plates allow, like, a breathing shape. She is still alive. She's pretty rough. Most of any clothes that she has are like blackened and charred. Her chest plate from the armored turtle chest plate is blackened and literally cracked and seeping in some places. As you can see, blood mingling with the rain. She's hurt, uh, but she's not out. She's a tough turtle. Not sure if that's gonna buff out, but all right, let's uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll cast a uh, healing, uh, healing something there. All right, what do you want to cast? I'll, I'll, I'll cast Cure Wounds. All right. First level. All right, make your roll. Ten. Wow, nicely done. That's not, oh, no, that's almost max. As you kind of warm it up, and place your hand on her cracked chest plate as her head starts to emerge from there. And you can kind of lock eyes as she sees you and you place your hand over her face. And the little flash <laughs> of a moonlight glow. That's, that's canon. We heal by hand palming the face. That's if, that is the only healing that works in my games from now on. That is canon. <laughs> you must palm the face. Palm. <laughs> All right. So you palm the face if possible. Um, so you manage. You start on the chest plate and then move up 
Um, and and her head kind of re retreats, and she's got blood pouring out of like her ears. Her eyes are super bloodshot. She's got she's like missing a couple of teeth now, and she looks up and is like, "What took you so long?" <sighs> as as the healing glow pulses over her, and. She heals ten points. You're welcome. She was three points from death, by the way. Just so you know. I, I rolled generous oh. on her hit points, but boy, she took 222. That was a lot. That was a lot. She got wrecked. But you pull her back, and she's healed. Um, you oh spend a little bit of time, and you can see the, the broken limb underneath her <laughs> straightens itself out in, in the power of your magic and then slowly kind of regains some strength but she's going to have a limp for a while uh, as she kind of comes out of her shell and uh, and kind of you pull her back to her feet and she's kind of bracing on the railing there thanks no, we're no, uh, man. you need a parrot we're, we're not quite even yet but it's closer. Thank you. Wow. Alright, thank you, Sav Fabriel. Welcome back to the stream. Wax on, wax off. Absolutely. <laughs> That'll buff it. Maybe. Just, just just, in time to save a turtle. Exactly. Alright. You've managed to save Tammy. Thank you, Tillman. Hilda, you're taking it all in. This thing is... The tiller is spinning wildly in front of you. Gex, let's resolve that 21. You look out and for a second, toidle, toidle. Um, and for a second in the in the flash of the of thunder and lightning. Yep, those are trees. What the? F those are trees. Um, off the port. No, yeah, off the port bow. Probably. 200 feet you see trees illuminated in the in the light you quickly make out okay and there's a that looks like uh you wait for the next flash and you see yep okay you can see waves cresting and crashing on a beach probably about 150 feet away and the ship is being driven towards it I'm going to do some screaming right about now. Roll for screaming. <laughs> Roll for check. screaming. <laughs> 16 screaming roll. And what, good this is sir, what do you want to scream to the crew? Am I by the tiller, by the wheel? Uh, you're pretty close. You could run back towards it. I will grab it and turn so the ship turns to port. You know, turns counterclockwise. So I figure it'll roll to starboard as it does, keeping the hull up. Yeah. I will yell, drop all sails. Drop the anchor. 
do we have two anchors? Do we have an anchor on yep, the rear? Yeah, you'll have two. On the stern? Yep. Well, it'll be yeah, both off the both bow anchors. and one off the stern. Bam! Drop the anchors. Drop the sails. Secure the deck. All right. And the captain adds to that. Jump he... to it, ye scallywags! <laughs> All right. And with a 16, the crew kind of... Your voice carries and the crew kind of startles into action and you hear the clink 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 and it's it's not that you hear over all the waves it's that you feel the anchor line thudding out as it this rhythmic pulse in the boards um and there's this delay and you can see them starting to bring down the sails as quick as you can some of them are struggling um rook just behind you one of the crew members is pointing towards a sail that you uh, you can see is still up there, uh, and they're, you're the, actually the closest one too. I need you to do an uh, let's say a dexterity check, or a, uh, here's is... here's the thing: it's you can do a dexterity check, or uh, it's about fifteen, maybe twenty feet away to the line itself from where you are. And they're like, you okay. see this crew member. Yeah, like I'm gonna go try to get the sail down, I guess. Right, like. All right. If you loosen the line, the sail will just fall. Oh, then. Yeah. All right. Let's do a dexterity save. To uh, to uh, sorry, dexterity check to run over and uh, loosen the line. Okay. You could. Uh, is there any skill with that, or just straight dex? This would be straight skill, um, or you could try and think of another way to get this rope to to not be tied anymore. Um. Okay. So there's a rope holding it up. Yeah. Can't I just? How far away is it? Fifteen. It's feet, about you said? fifteen, twenty feet away from you. It's right there. Alright, I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to use a bonus action. Steady aim. Okay. And I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw my dagger at it. Nice. Alright, so you, you take down. a few feet forward to get a clear line of shot. You pull out your dagger, whip it, do the whole, like, flip the blade thing. Catch it. Make your roll. Alright, so roll with advantage... It's a fairly small target on a listing ship. First rolls an 18. The 18 will do. <laughs> As the dagger okay, good. flashes in the dark and just <laughs> severs the uh, roll, roll damage. And you can add sneak attack to this. Because you had it. Oh boy, really? Huh? Uh, you gotta cut the rope, though. It's <laughs> got a certain amount of age. Not accept. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the rope just didn't see it coming. <laughs> it's true. It was in the oblivion. It was in the, the rope was like, it's too brutus. <laughs> and it's a good thing, too. It's too brutus. Uh, good thing. 14 damage. Yeah, because rolling minimum damage <laughs> to seven would not have maxed, have, would not have cut the rope by itself. 10 HP, but with your with your sneak attack brings it to 14. The rope never had a chance. Never had a chance. 
the rope severs and the line pulls away and the sail starts flapping wildly in the wind, losing almost all all power. And the whole, just that front storm sail is still tied, which is good because you need something to bring it around. Um, but here's the other thing. Somebody's got to bring this tiller around. Gex and Hil Hilda. I, you are both at the tiller. I'm gonna say, let's get you both to roll a um, a strength. Yeah, pretty much straight up strength check. Strength check, extra strength check. Actually, while they do that, I'm gonna reaction get my dagger back. Yeah, and the, with this little flash of silvery light, it just reforms in your hand and is no longer buried into the uh, into the wood where it was where it had hit to sever the rope uh, you can actually do this as a strength saving throw if you wish doesn't make any difference same numbers and Hilda uh, I rolled a 10 actually I just realized so something um you're both helping each other, yeah? So you're going to roll with advantage. Because you're both okay, doing well, it. And the captain leans in. Zim is nice. there. And he yells. Make it count! Alright, what'd you get, Hilda? 15 on my advantage roll. Oh, nice. And Gex? 21. 21. The, and the three of you, you and the captain, all three of you together, just time it. Just right, gr grab onto one of those pegs and heave it against it. And you can feel the whole deck just lurch as everything just goes... As the whole ship turns and lists hard to one side. Um, and at that point, everybody do a dexterity saving throw. Because oh boy! <laughs> Tillman, oh, fail. I should not have done that one. Whoa! With a seventeen, oh. fails. Hilda, epic oh, fail. That with a four. <laughs> if a seventeen's a fail, then yeah. <laughs> oh damn, Rook! Epic success with a twenty-six, and. You literally just... Everybody else around you is, like, going ass over a tea kettle. Like, several of the crew members are thrown and go sliding on their knees. A few of them grab onto the ropes that they're nearby to try to steady themselves and are just flung around. Um, as the What I do, actually... Yeah, yeah. As it's kind of shifting, I actually start to kind of go incorporeal a little bit. Just go, sh like, a little flicker. Nice. And so everything and literally moves. The deck even moves under you, but the other way you would expect. You expect it to be thrown left, and you just drift right as the ship moves underneath you. What happened is the front anchors grabbed all of a sudden on the rocks below and finally gripped, and the whole ship, with the tiller turned that way so it didn't damage it or rip anything, the whole ship suddenly goes spinning around 
uh, towards a hard starboard spin as, as it kind of um, the tail end of the ship now pivots towards the onrushing beach that you were very close to. And everyone is would be thrown hard to the port if you didn't succeed. So Tillman, you're looking at Tammy and she's got this one kind of bloodshot eye and, and you kind of lock eyes for a second and then whoo, she's suddenly 10 feet away from you. 20 feet away from you. As she manages, because she's held in the corner, she holds on and her legs are outstretched as that hard as a, a stop. And then she goes thumping back onto the deck as you just fly backwards and away from her as you are thrown 20 <laughs> solid feet back. 5, 10, 15, 20, and you hit the railing that's really close to where that hole uh, was, uh, and it steadies you, and you're going to take a, D, uh, a D6 of damage. Four points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, sorry, 2D6 bludgeoning damage. 10 points of bludgeoning damage to you, sir. Do you want me to roll it, or...? Oh no, I already rolled it. You take 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Unless you want to do anything All about right. that. Oh, Rook, ten. you actually end up 10 feet to the right somehow. <laughs> like, against the shift. Uh, as you go incorporeal for a second and then pop back, uh, you are now where you were standing in space, but the ship has moved underneath you, and then you're back on the ship. Um, Gex, with that... You slide to the other side of the tiller, so you and, and Zim are both holding on on opposite sides of this wheel, but you are holding on, sir. And actually, sorry, <laughs> you got the 26. So you, you're okay. You don't go anywhere. Hilda. <laughs> Five. Ten. You hit the rail. Hard. Oh. You take oh. five points of bludgeoning damage. Do a dexterity saving throw, please. A 19 this time. <laughs> All right. You managed to gra get literally one hand on the railing as you were about to go over and effectively falling prone. And you are thrown. I need you to immediately do a strength check for me. Just straight up strength. Do this to me. The <laughs> uh, roll the two plus my six. Oh, that's a really good strength. I mean, sorry. And yeah, it's no, sorry. Plus a four is 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 a six. total of six. <laughs> you needed a ten. A total of six. So what happens is you're like, whew, you go pinwheeling over the railing. Your hand grabs it, and you're like, ah. and then the slippery wood you, just, you start to lose your grip and then <laughs> fall and you pinwheel into the surf below <laughs> splash <laughs> into the water and you are under the water uh, for a few seconds uh, okay you are overboard Gex you saw this all happen alright what do people want to do let's go around the horn kind of quick uh, Rook what are you doing I see Hilda fall over. Unfortunately, no. Up. You're on the lower deck, so uh, you can see Tammy 
uh, and she's trying to struggle to her feet. You see Tillman, um, who is prone, technically, as he bashed into this railing, uh, and you are on your feet. Uh, you can see another crew member uh, struggling to their feet, and you can hear the pounding of waves on a shore fairly close, uh, almost directly to the stern. What do you want to do? Would help Tillman. All right. Just uh, check up on him. Like if I don't see anyone else. Um, but I saw like Tillman kind of take a, a take a beating. Then you sure. Sure. You yeah. pull him to I'll his just feet. Make sure he's okay. He doesn't need to use his movement <clears throat> to get up now. All right, Tillman. What do you want to do? Yeah. Just, uh, do I see anybody else that's you know taking a walloping? Uh, Tammy managed to hold on. You see a couple of crew members kind of scrambling to their feet and, and kind of helping each other up. Um, there's the slight hole, but the fire next to you is almost out. It's kind of sputtering right, and well, flaming okay. near you. Alright, well, I'll, uh, I'll put the rest of the fire out. Nice. There's only one surefire way to put out a fire, sir. How do you how do you want to put this out? Well, man, he's had a few drinks. <laughs> what? So yeah, he's got he's gonna piss and. Uh... All right. <laughs> Apparently, they got fire. Give him, I'll give him some space for that. <laughs> you pull him to his feet, <laughs> and let's just say his arms, legs, and head are not the only thing that can retract. <laughs> <laughs> So he spins around. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and and uh, roll for piss, sir. Roll for piss. Now would that be dexterity? <laughs> Play to your forte. I'm gonna say it's either constitution or dexterity. <laughs> this is That's a new one. Constitution then. <laughs> oh, saving throw. Whoops. He's making up for bad aim with just pure quantity. <laughs> Twenty-two. <laughs> that's that's a lot. That's a lot is what that is. Um, and you kind of miss for a while, and it's a good thing Rook stepped back because wow, uh, it, the torrent that issues forth <laughs> is impressive. Um, there's there's so much that we're not even sure if it was you that caused the storm. Or... I think. I think at this point, because of the live stream, we're going to have to cut to a blurred feed uh, but <laughs> of what you see. But the fire is safely extinguished. It might smell, but it's extinguished. Well done, sir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, um, Gex, what do you want to do? Um... Hilda's gone overboard, right? Did I notice that? You totally picked up on that as she went ass over tea kettle right past you. Um, okay, so have the anchors been dropped? They Are have. Are we still heading towards nope. beach action? The ship, you can feel by the by the time. Um, I'll give you... You got a crazy high perception earlier of 21, so you know what the ship feels like when it's on pre-sail. Right now, you can feel the waves bashing it, but there's something pulling the bow of the ship down. That's the anchors. They have securely 
bitten into the into rocks or soil below and so the ship is stopped and the waves are now breaking against it and it is now spun into the way into the waves and wind so the waves are now breaking over the bow which is the safest way to do it and it's kind of riding up the waves a little um your ship is successfully stopped i'll give you that one as uh, a freebie you got that okay uh so i'm gonna try and like run to where she went overboard and chuck a rope or some something at her. <laughs> you go running towards uh and you can you look over do a perception check to find her in the dark do you have dark vision i do not but i got an 18 uh you're unfortunately because you're in dark vision you're rolling with a disadvantage so go ahead and re-roll that sorry man Hate to make you wait. 17 and 19. So 17. That's pretty darn good. All right. So you pick her out in the dim lights. She comes (laughs) kind of paddling up towards the surface. Um, Hilda, please do an athletics check. Oh, unless by some chance your character doesn't know how to swim. (laughs) This would be a bad time to suddenly decide that. That wasn't part of the backstory. It's kind but of I assumed. To know how to Are you trained in <laughs> athletics by any chance? I am trained in athletics. It's auto if it you're athletic. Med school. Yeah. She was part of med school swim team. <laughs> That's canon. That is now true. <laughs> All right. Oh. That's how you... Another one. Oh, another one? How did how? How did you Okay, so Gex, you look over the deck just in time to watch Hilda drown. Um being pulled away. She's just on the edge of vision. Um Ballad of Anna, the sea egg roll for I love it. Um, so Hilda is, you see her kind of reach the surface for a second, take half a breath, and then a wave just sends her float, flipping upside down. She can't tell which way is up. Um, she is under the water by a good five, maybe ten feet, and she does not have a clue which way is up. She is going to be drowning. Avoid the undertow. Avoid the undertow. Absolutely. Thank you, Sarah Fabriel. Um, Gex, you have spent your, I'll say your bonus action and some of your move, but not all of your move. Only about, actually only about five feet of your movement. What do you want to do? Uh, I have a hold of this rope, right? Um, hold of a rope. Did I get a rope? There is a rope, a rope nearby. You I want could... to grab the rope. Okay. You grab the rope. It's busy and... being attached to a sail above. I'm I'm totally going to dread pirate Roberts in the um, you know take a hold of the rope, dive overboard while I'm holding the rope. Nice. And ideally aim myself at Hilda. I'm going to get you to do a very fast, uh, let's say, you know what? Sleight of hand. A sleight so just quickly, of hand. Quickly be like, grab what you need, 
and then leap overboard. And so, sleight of hand followed by athletics. Sleight of hand was 20, and athletic... 19. Damn. Thank God for bonus. Hilda is <laughs> being robbed of all the good rolls. Gex is getting them. All right, so you do the whole, like, you run over, cut the line, grab a spool, and just leap into the into the waves. Uh, all right, so your movement will your do a, um sorry you got nineteen so you hit the water and you're only about fifteen feet away from her at at this point. Uh, do one more athletics check for me. Mm, athletics. The waves are just pounding 16. against you. Sixteen. <sighs> Unfortunately, you meant. You're a good swimmer, uh, but you only managed to do 10 feet, so she is five feet further away. As you're just swimming, you've got the rope in your teeth, and you can feel it kind of tugging, and you're just kind of feed it out, um, you know, with your, your very dexterous bicuspids, um, and, or <laughs> is how you're managing to wrangle the rope. But unfortunately, she's still five feet away from you as you crash through the, the the pounding waves. All right. Yeah, I'll just yell for at her, you know. Hilda! Uh, if you yell, uh, you're going to have to let go of the rope because it's in your mouth. <laughs> you moo at her. You moo. All right. Coming up next... Um, the captain up on the deck, uh, you can hear him. Man overboard! Oh, and another one! <laughs> You've on all heard that. this time. We've heard it now? I've heard yeah. it? Yeah, you. everybody has heard that. What do you want to do? Uh, Rook. I'll take a look. Alright, he's motion, he's I'm holding the, the tiller. Struggling, actually, he doesn't have to hold struggle hard to hold it now that the ship has been anchored, uh, and he's now pointing back towards the the kind of port stern of side of the boat. Uh, I'll head in that direction and take a look. What's going on? Ten, twenty, thirty. You get up to the top, and you can see him pointing over the side, and you can just over the just the angles you can see uh, Gex. Just in the waves, you can just see the top of his head. You see the rope that he's got extending down uh, to where he's got it clenched in his teeth. Uh, probably a good, like, mm, I don't know, 20 feet away, maybe 30 feet away from the boat at this point. Where, eh, yeah, but probably about 30 feet away, maybe 40 feet away from where you are right now. You've okay. spent your move. Is this on the map? Do I see this on the map at all? Or Am I on the wrong map? I might be on the wrong map. Uh, like, I'm on the wrong yeah. map this whole damn time. Come on over, folks. Can you oh. see that? Oh. Now I, I see. Like By the way, uh, it's In not the quite water. disorientation. But down, if you scroll down to the ship, uh, it, it it would be facing the other way right now. Here, let me let me just spontaneously resize the universe here for a moment. Oh, nope. Wrong, wrong universe. Oh, Hold on. Wrong universe. 
Wrong universe. Sorry, interweaves. As we do some stuff. So you've managed to stop the ship. Look at that boat spinning around. Uh, yeah, that's probably about it there. As you've managed to narrowly avoid collision with the island. And now I just need to spontaneously move all of you. I've been moving you this whole time and none of you saw it. It was beautiful. God <laughs> I was like, it. I was like, what's going on? Todd is constructing like a beautiful ballet for well, us. The, I did so. it for the internet. So the internet got to enjoy it, <laughs> damn it. Alright. Uh, Alright. Something like that. Let's switch Gex and Rook. Uh, Alright, so there you okay. go. Spontaneously resize. Right. Do I see them both or do I just see Gex? You only see Gex. I'm gonna be like another overboard. I, I, I assume Gex is in trouble. And I'm just gonna go do an acrobatic dive and go after him. Because I'm, right. I'm 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 pretty secure in the knowledge that I can't drown. <laughs> That's true. Alright. Acrobatics, please. Uh, followed by athletics. Uh, Ooh. twenty-one. Nice. So you make this beautiful uh, dive right on point. Um, I'm gonna say you cover an extra uh fifteen feet easily because of your leap and land. Whew. Only a six on the athletics part. Okay, so you go. You know what? I'll use knowledge of pasta. You come up. And this voice oh, whispers in your ear. Avoid the other toe. Avoid the other toe. Smiley face. LOL. That's for you, Sarah Fabrielle. I wrote <laughs> that in chat. I, I got a 10 on that. I don't know how good that is. <laughs> Smiley face. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So you got a total of 10. Uh, and... You're just like, you're trying to get some distance, but you're actually, it's pulling you backwards. The undertow, the, the riptide is, you're caught in a riptide, and you're managing to hold steady. In fact, you gain, you're still 10 feet away from Gex, and you're being pulled the other way, and you start to sink under the water. But the good news is, Well, you're not drowning yet. Not yet. Can't drown, so. Can't you? <laughs> no, I, I don't breathe. Can't very, you? Very nice. <laughs> no? There's a weird <laughs> thing. Uh, in your, you're like, I can't, I can't drown. And Voslo says, Yeah. You can't, do, but I can swim. Hey. And this Anyways, I'm just weird swim thing anyway. happens in your brain for a second, where all of a sudden, Volstlo is caught in a riptide. Volstlo is being pulled away from where Gex is. Volstlo is slipping beneath the waves and trying to gasp for air. And Rook, it's like you're watching this. 
from a slight distance as though you're next to him whispering in his ear. Meanwhile, Hilda, please do an athletics check for me. Come on. Who's that? That will be a 13. 13. You manage to break the surface, get a gasp of air, but unfortunately you can't control which direction you're going to go. So I'm going to say you're moved 10 feet in a direction. I'm going to get you to roll a d12 because I feel like d12s don't get enough love. <laughs> okay, let me, let me locate it. this one <laughs> what do they look like are they these no this yes. is this is what i mean they don't get enough love you don't even recognize them here i'll hold one up looks I, don't like even that. Have a I don't even have a d12 do you want me to roll for you uh, looks like okay. this oh they're just the slightly not as many size as a d20 <laughs> there's 12 of them even <laughs> Ah, a 10. All right, a 10. Ooh, so that'll mean you move ten. 10 feet in the 10 o'clock uh, direction. So that's about here. So you end up right about there. <laughs> um, paddling, breathing, uh, your head is over the surface. Everybody who's in the area can now see you well enough. Um, yeah, there you go. Coming up. So you managed to get a good gulp of air. Uh, anything else you want to do before uh, with your action per se? You could dash if you want to swim on, swim in a direction. Uh, am I? I mean, after all that tumbling and like near drowning, I'm not too disorientated to to um, to let's... swim in it because I could use an extra action. But let's say as a bonus I'm action, sure. do a perception check for me. I'm I'm dead. Uh, oh no again no no not again but it was a five <laughs> okay. okay unfortunately it's dark it's raining all you can barely make out is you can't even really see the ship from here because the distances are so like difficult see a flash of lightning and and like wait what did something just brush your leg what? And you're now kind of like, this you're starting to hyperventilate a little bit, just trying to suck as much oxygen into your lungs as you can, but unfortunately, you can't kind of get your bearings. Um, if you want to do a dash, you can, but you'll roll a d12 again, now that you know where they are, uh, to pick your direction. I, I will want. dash, because I think that thing brushing up against my leg is going to make Hilda panic a little bit. Fair so. enough. Let's see. It's a 12. A 12. You're just like, ah, get the f up out of there. Um, and you just start swimming due on this map north. All right. So you go your full movement, which is half because you're swimming. It's a so five, 
10, <laughs> 15. It's not too dramatic. You don't get that far, but you got that far. All right. Uh, meanwhile, next up, let's go uh, Gex. What do you want to do? Oh, sorry, Tillman. I am it's going been a bit. to. It's been a bit. Sorry, Tillman. Tillman. What do you want to do? I'll I'll climb up to whatever deck this is. <laughs> All right. You can see the captain standing. Sorry, what's that? Can I see the the two peeps in the water there? Yep, you can make them out pretty easily. All right. And oh, you can see that in. Gex has a rope with him. But Rook doesn't. And the rope actually kind of arcs back and up and is tied off. Um, it, it's kind of here-ish. Uh, Gex, do a percentage roll for me, will you? A percentage roll? Yeah. Like a D100? Yes, please. You got a 50... Uh, let's say 20%. You want to be... A D100... You want to beat 20%. Okay, D100. Come on, lots of dice. 76. You beat 20%. The rope is actually tied. Because um, you did it in such a hurry. It might have just been like, ah, you cut the wrong end of the rope or whatever. So there is a rope extending yeah. out and back to the deck, and it's tied pretty close to Tillman. So, Tillman, uh, you see this rope that's stretching between them, uh, and that's that's kind of all you see right now. Uh, you Actually, with your passive perception, Tillman, you can just make out Hilda way over there. Um, actually, do me a favor, You're Tillman. You're like, is she swimming away? <laughs> Bonus action, if you want. Perception check. Wow. Now, remind me. 23. Remind me. Do turtles have dark vision? I do. Oh, you do. <laughs> because of your twilight cleric. Celine. Yeah, 300. 300 feet will definitely do it. As you take in the surroundings, your ship has nudged in and anchored almost perfectly in the center of a large crescent-shaped bay ringed with beautiful white sand, or it would be if it wasn't night and then in the middle of a thunderstorm. You see the lightning illuminating and you can see now this beautiful beach stretching maybe 40 feet away from Hilda, stretching off to the edge of a of quite a large and uh, beautiful island with massive trees stretching up to a small kind of cliff-like mountain, rough, not super high. Not a volcano per se, but uh, definitely kind of a high hill or mountain in the distance. And a fairly good size, like probably maybe mile or two wide um, atoll island. Uh, and it, it's only at the highest point, probably maybe 100 feet at its highest point. 
kind of a rocky hill, but you, it's all coated in these, um, in a variety of, um, oops, I think I just, I think I just killed the map for you, didn't I? <laughs> oops. Why am I not able to click on this? What the, why is this so irritating? Oh, there we go. Do you see <laughs> beautiful beach in the moonlight that suddenly streams just for you out and through this uh beyond this small drama that's playing out about 70 or 80 feet from shore hilda swimming frantically towards the beach the back of the ship just in the waves all right that's what you see what do you want to do, Tillman? You do technically have an action. Is uh, Gex looking to get back on ship, or...? Uh, he looks like he's swimming towards Hilda. Okay. Because Tilda is still, uh, still hurting that. Yeah. Well, I'll jump in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> You it's run towards the side. Swimming party. <laughs> and you say, as you yep. leap through the air. Nothing. As you slam into the, <laughs> into the surf. <laughs> and uh, you're now down. You almost land on Rook. And there's this massive splash next to him. All right. Um, I'm going to need athletics checks from everybody who's... Everybody. You're, you're all in the water. Another athletics check, please. Okay. Tillman, 22. Not a problem. <gasps> nice. Finally. Gex, 22. Not a problem. <clears throat> Rook, 15. 15. You're... You're struggling a bit in the surf. We'll come back to that in a second. And, til and, and Hilda, 20. See, not a problem. So you make another 15 feet, and all of a sudden your, your le left leg hits something. And then your right foot. And you're like, wait. It's soft. It's kind of squishy. Wait. And you plant both feet, and you stand up, and you're dwarven to the full 5 foot 2 of your dwarven stature. Your chin just above the high point of the cresting waves, as you are now found your way. I'm four foot one. On oh, sorry, you're you're still okay. You at the bottom of the wave, <laughs> at the bottom of the crest. You you get your chin is above the water. You take a deep breath and you're like, sand. I'm on the beach, and then the wave, whoop, totally engulfs your head as you're now a foot underwater and you struggle for breath. Um, you can hold your breath long enough, though. All right, Gex, uh, you, uh, what do you want to do? I think you're muted. You're muted. How far am I from Hilda? Uh, you can barely see her. She's about 80 feet in front of you. The waves have been pulling her. Uh, I think, well, now that I'm in the water... I will swim to shore. 
Uh, I'm going to get you to do a perception check to see if you actually... Oh, actually, you knew. You were the one who knew the shore was over here, right? Or was that Tillman? No, that was no, me. You were, that was you why knew I shore said was drop near anchor here. and That's all that right. Chat. That's right. So, by the way, you probably just saved the ship by doing that. Because if it had hit even Sand Beach <laughs> sideways at these so. speeds... Ugh. Um, so, yeah. So, you go hauling towards the shore and just with the you get your full movement uh 30 feet uh and then if you dash you'll be pretty much even with hilda and because you're going with the waves uh i'm gonna say you go your oh wait hilda your armor gives you a, a swim speed i forgot about that you are fully up on the shore just <laughs> like a freaking jet boat just <laughs> Through the waves, and and you come cresting up. I, and... I was I was picturing, I was picturing more that in the suddenness of being woken up and like told to go above, I may have not worn that armor. <laughs> oh, okay, that works. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. I appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, you're you're all of this is still true. Uh, Gex, if you dash, you could probably make it to Hilda. I will do that. Uh, you're running out of... Well, no, that's fine. The rope is in your teeth. You got it. There's enough spooling out. You're good. It's all good. Uh, all right, so you just make your way over to Hilda and the line trailing through the rest of the way. It's not gold, but that rope will do. All right. Um, okay, Rook. You are struggling to stay on the surface. Um... Let me just find your screen here. It's one of these. I had to hit all the buttons. So, Rook, you're struggling to stay on the surface, and there's something about the way that Volslo's panicked voice is echoing in your mind, in this dark space of your mind, illuminated. Almost just this tiny vision narrows to, like, a, a horizontal slash, and you can picture him in your mind. What do you want to do? Uh, hearing what he said, I am now very suspicious. And I dive. You go down. And the reason why is, yeah. Okay. Because, so so this is why. This is me. I know I don't need to breathe. And Voslo just said that he needs to breathe. But I know none of my friends need to breathe. They're right. trapped. Yeah. So you. So what is going on here? And I'm going down. All right. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Twenty-two. All right. As this swelling panic, instinctual panic to go towards the air swells, you fight that urge down because you know better. And you push and you force your way down. And there's this terrified panic voice in your ear. No, 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 you fool. No. And yet you force yourself down deeper into the waves, sinking down. And there's a moment. All the way to the bottom. 
And it, now you're fairly close to the shore here, so it's not super far. Maybe only 20 feet sure. down as the waves carry you go forward. And you I'm going all the way to down, and I'm down. grabbing the bottom. And you grab onto some rocks, and you grab onto the bottom. And there's this panicked, begging voice in a multitude of languages. Look, 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 we can talk about this. Look. I mean, no, no, do not go towards the surface. Now, before it's too late. What do you want to do? Don't listen to him. I don't listen to him. I'm just holding on to the grip. Like, I don't know what this is, but I know something's going on. And I'm like, you're not one of, you're not one of my friends. And I'm just like, basically, I hold on to the bottom. I'm just going to hold. He's panicking. Fine. Like, if he, I'm just holding it. I need Something's to... going on with this. Absolutely. So... I need you to do a constitution saving throw. Uh, plus two. Ooh, okay. Your Ooh, hands five. are scraping along the rocks, uh, trying to find purchase. It's sharp. It's like coral in this one particular spot, and you feel the the burning sensation. You can feel on your on your right hand this burning right around there, uh, along some fingers, uh, and it is painful but you hold on and that horizontal slit narrows to like a tiny little, not pinpoint, you can see this, it's almost like a peephole and you force yourself to see what's going on. You press your face against it and you hold steady. And the pain becomes overwhelming. Very quickly now. You're going to take 14 points of drowning damage. Okay. Which is a very unusual sensation given that you, your nature as a not quite human, reborn. In your ear, the voice of Voslos. Please, no, look, we can talk about this. Look, I can speak to my brothers. We can find a way. Okay. We're going to circle back to this in just one minute. And if it's okay with people, we're going to go slightly over time. It is now 12 o'clock. Um, Tillman, you're in the water too. What do you want to do? Do I see anybody in distress? Um, you see Rook. Uh, sorry, you see. Do a perception check for me, actually. We'll see if you see Rook. He's a good twenty feet underneath. You do not have dark vision. Oh wait, you do, cause you're a god <laughs> twilight cleric. So you don't have disadvantage, but you only roll the ten. Okay. Um, you can see the shore. You knew it was there. You can see Gex rushing over towards towards where Hilda's standing in the surf. He's busy kind of pulling on her arms, pulling her above the surface, and she, she her height wasn't quite enough to get above the waves, but he pulls her up uh, as the last of his action, and uh, she gasps for breath, 
they seem okay, and they even have a rope with them. Uh, the rope that's right next to you. So you could easily hand over hand and swim to get to them. You look around. You do not know where Rook went. You cannot see him. Alright, I plunge down. All right. Let's see if I can see him a bit more underwater. Sure. Um, so I'm gonna, the last one I was counting as a bonus action. This is going to be your action to look around for Rook. Can I get you mm -hmm. to do a perception check, please? And an athletics check. I think, yeah. Ooh, not one on perception, but hey, I can fucking dive, baby. All right. <laughs> you dive down. Roll a d12 for me. To see which direction you move your full speed in. Because you managed to swim real good. At roll it again. I also need you to roll it again. Okay. So, 12 o'clock. So you're swimming at noon. Uh, and you can go up to 30 <laughs> feet. So you cover that distance pretty good. So you're actually real damn close to Rook. Um, uh, and but you only went down at a four o'clock angle, so yeah, you're you're probably ten feet from him, but with your natural one and him on the bottom, you don't see him. You're just like blending in. What? Where? Where is he? It's almost like the. The, the goddess herself, um, Selun, is sending these moonbeams piercing through just in your own vision. And yet, you're just missing him. You know that he is close, but you're not sure where exactly. Wow. You are so close. And now, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to ask... Everyone, except for Gordon, can you please leave the voice channel? Oh. Whoa. Oh. I'm, I'm going to go back into general chat in a moment and tell you when you can come back. It'll hopefully just be a couple okay. of minutes, but I need you to leave the voice All channel. Right. Gordon, stay here. What is going on? All right, buddy. <clears throat> okay. Now that it's just you and me. Uh-huh. Look. Now that you've got the ring, I can tell them. I can tell them to let you go. But I need you. We need to swim to the surface. Now. Do you mean let me go? This is... What is this? You better speak fast. Do a constitution saving throw, please. Okie dokie. Twenty-one. It's been a long time since you've had to even bother 
holding your breath. So it takes you a moment to remember how to do it. But you close your mouth and plug your nose with the free hand, holding the rocks to keep yourself on the bottom with your other arm. You've got... What's your constitution modifier? Two. Two? Okay. So you've got two rounds of breath before you start to drown again. I'm sorry. But you are... not exactly where you think you are. My brothers took you and kept you and they are sending me your thoughts as quickly as they can but until now without the ring I've not been able to send back My name is Voslo today, but other days I have been known by many, many names. And under the water... about to be a dead name. You're saying that you guys kidnapped me? Under the water, he's busy shifting. (laughs) Looks like you one moment. Looks like a little girl the next moment. Looks like an old orc man the next moment. Looks like a pearlescent midnight blue six foot long humanoid creature with smooth features. Almost no nose. Slit for a mouth fangs and oversized eyes as the doppelganger floats 20 feet below the surface clinging to the rocks psychically connected to your body somewhere with a tiny visor-like vision a tiny flickering candle in this double blurred vision outside of your immediate field of view an office a desk and you remember you remember the shopkeeper's face pressing against this metallic prison that you find yourself in your body unable to move more than an inch in any direction the stench of your own soiling wafting up towards you your muscles aching from lack of use the bookshelves (laughs) the desk the atlas the window oh the the shopkeep thing in the face of the little old wizened man in front of you flickers 
shifts and morphs into a blue, pearlescent face. Oblong eyes slit for a mouth and then morphs back into the face of the shopkeeper. Another one, identical shopkeeper face. Flickers into view for a moment. Two of them addressing each other, exchanging something that you can't hear, like a conversation that's been pressed on mute. And you, trapped inside this armor for weeks. Every once in a while, the faceplate forcing open the light blinding you as they force feed you. Well, actually, you don't need to eat or drink anyway, so I don't you're need fine. To eat. I don't need to breathe. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just held inside this animate armor. And then they speak into your mind. Uh, where, where is Oslo? Send us back. Tell us more. Oslo, do you have the ring? Do you have the ring? burning sensation on your right finger back underneath the waves. The ring you stole finally connecting a two-way connection from the doppelganger back to you and the two rings that are on the brothers as they're in front of you. You can make out they're both wearing similar rings. And so were you, connecting you to this strange loop. You and your brothers captured me. You have to let me go right now, or you're dead. The brothers exchange a wordless look, and the ghostly image of Voslo kind of exchanging amongst the three of them. And they nod and look back to you. I need you to do another constitution saving throw. Funny. You've bought yourself a little longer. The urge to breathe just burning in Volslo's lungs. All right. All right. All right. All three doppelgangers agree. Insight check. Are they lying? They like. We're There's doing a few a seconds here. where you're just like, you, go ahead and roll an insight check. Very, very just like the, I want to hear the tone. Is are they like yes, or are they being shifty? Natural twenty. 26. Natural twenty. Oh damn. They're either letting me go now, or this guy's dying. <laughs> They're letting you go. 
Back in the office, the armor plates release at a command. The faceplate flicks open. The chest plate swings open on a hinge. For the first time in weeks, you are able to move freely as the armor sloughs itself off of you. And you pull out. And you look at these two wizened old shopkeepers. And they look at you and they say, You may go. However, you had a mission. And we very much want that mission to complete. We need. Why did you. Then why did you capture me? Right? Because it is what we do. We infiltrate. We... And the other brother speaks now with this strange double, like... We... We have served. For a very long time, as the eyes and ears of our faction. And we've waited a very, very long time to get an inside connection for the Mage Towers. This is our chance. That orb you carry, or carried, we switched it for one of our own. And we need this to go. And now, you have a choice. You can walk away, or you can help us. Give me no reason to help you. I need you Capturing to do a wisdom like saving throw. A wisdom saving throw? Yep. Okay. Two, six. Mm. There's a sudden overwhelming sense as the ring that they've forced on your hand and you can feel these burning sensation around it suddenly swell up your arm and into your brain and there's this piercing pain for a second and your vision blurs and you can see again through Voslo's eyes the doppelganger in the shape of you held under the ocean. And yet you keep your one arm clenched, keeping him on the bottom. And he turns in your mind to you, and he says, It is only a matter of time. It is only a matter of time. But I will find my way in your friends' lives 
are at stake. One way or another, you can help us or you back in the shop can go your way. It would be ill-advised to try to do both. What does he mean by try to do both? Go my way and help? So back in the shop, your vision blurs again. You see these two old wizened shopkeepers, almost twins, subtle differences, but almost twins, looking up at you. Oh, we'll let you go. That's fine. We'll let you go. But that is our property. And he points to the to the ring that you, Rook, are wearing back in the in the shopkeep, uh, in the in the shop, in the office. The thing that is connecting you to their side of things, brother, to their yeah. brother, but also the thing that's allowing you to hold him and some have some influence over him on him. Yeah, and they're not going to let you walk out of. We're not. We're not going to just let you walk out of here with that. So you can either help us, or you can go on your way. But know this. Without the ring. Without the ring. So the choice is yours. You can think about that if you want. I can't um, hold my breath much longer. Are you going to keep him on the bottom? So, um, I still have the ring to control him, so I'm going to let him go up. Okay. I will. I will let him go up as part of the deal because they they did that. But as as he's going up, when I look around in like my surroundings, is there like there's a window? Like I'm back in the shop keeping. There's a window or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, you're in that office with that door that Gex snuck through. Um, you see, and you saw this office briefly when you bought the map and told them where you were going and who you were working for. Uh, I did not tell them where I was going. I just said that we sometimes do jobs for Kalrin. You, you told them where you were headed. And you well, yeah, I got the map. The map. Yeah, yeah. So they, they knew who yeah. you were working for and where you were headed. So there was the door. Yeah, but they, they don't know exactly the no, person, they don't know but all they the know details. the island we're going to. But it was yeah. enough. They were like, okay, we need to switch this guy now. They got their brother out of the chest. Okay. Locked you in the inanimate armor. I did some rolls on your behalf. You struggled well. Um, oh. The first attempt didn't work. It was off stream. Well, it was on stream, but it was off stream. Not for oh. you. Oh, okay. So yeah, you got I, I had no idea. No, then I was trying to keep you in the dark. So how this is going to play out, you can continue to play Volstlo who will have either some ideas from you helping him blend in, or he'll just rely, you would change and play a different character, which would be a doppelganger, or you can play both you and him, <laughs> is kind of what I'm thinking. So you'll kind of play both characters 
Uh, although one of them will be more like in messages to me quietly. What you can just at the end of the stream let me know what uh, what uh, Rook would be doing. But the doppelganger is there with your friends, and he is now swimming up towards the surface of the water. And how you want to do yeah, with this and then, moving forward is kind of up to you. Uh, so, I, I mean, I guess like the initial instinct, uh, I guess, of Rook who's been Rook who's been captured and now realizing all this is all this, uh, like what happened when it comes to uh, Voslo and um and then also with um, like kind of like how they like body switch and then mentally being projected with him. Um, I got to be honest, he's not going to help them. So like I know that they're he's probably actually going to try to escape immediately, and because they basically are, have completely undermined the mission, and they have the orb. So uh, he's actually just like I think he's he, what he's going to do. He's going to deceive them. He's going to say. Hmm, sounds like sounds like they're sounds like you know um, you know I'm in it for the money. Sounds like blah blah blah, and immediately uh, uh, catch them off guard, trick them, and immediately jump through the window and escape. All right, I'm going to need you ring. to roll a deception check, please. Uh, okay, uh, roll deception. Roll it like it matters. Sorry. Roll it like it matters. Roll it likes it matters. Uh, and I'm going to do knowledge of the past life and just to get the, the first extra time help. Uninterrupted, Angel's like, Oh God, what have you got yourself into oh. now? And 18. Very helps. Thank you, All right, skinny. Angel. Here's what you say. So, that's an 18. I'm going to roll their insight. With advantage, because they're semi-telepathic. <laughs> Just say it with a full-on <laughs> telepathic. All right. Okay. So, you're going to help us. And we'll all get what we want. And your friends will be fine. Agreed? Sounds like a plan. And then... I'm rushing through the window. Acrobatics check, please. Okay. Uh, acrobatics. 16, and I'm going to do another knowledge of the past life, because I haven't... All right, do it. I have three of them. Like it matters. 19. 19. All right, you dive, you shatter through the window. There's a gargoyle outside that takes a swing at you uh, and tries to grab you. Um, I need you to do either athletics or acrobatics to try and get out of the way of the gargoyle that tries to grab you on the balcony. Okay. Not great. Ten. All right. Um, so here's kind of what happens. You go to duck out of the way, and you go to move beyond the threshold of the window and your hand just sticks and you look back and the ring is just like just does not want to leave the premises 
Now, you can feel it give a little, but it's starting to really hurt. So that's what slows you down as this gargoyle grabs onto you, um, and you have one leg grabbed by the gargoyle. You can try to get away, uh, but you're going to be at disadvantage, and I'm going to need you... Do you have Arcana? Do have Arcana now, yeah. You did. Because <laughs> I've... You, you pulled it up. So you can roll yeah. Arcana to try and resist and, like, it's this weird, it's almost like the maze, it's like a maze sigil, and if you drag the ring yeah. through the right combination, it'll pop out of the sigil and get through the, the barrier. But you've got to do that sigil yes. fast, and that's what Kate, or Cat whispers in your ear. Okay, Arcana... 22. Ooh, nice. Just left. Up. No, no, no. Down. Up. You're just like... And all that's on the outside, you see this bulging, almost like the meniscus of water, of this golden yeah. kind of energy, and you're like pulling your hand in this weird pattern, and your hand pops out. Now I need you to escape the grapple, so you can escape with acrobatics or athletics. And it's an opposed with the gargoyle. Uh, ac Alright, acrobatics. Sixteen. I'll actually use my last knowledge of the past life. Okay. Last one. Seventeen. All right, seventeen is enough. The gargoyle tries to grab you, and its its stone hands are just not nimble enough. As you twist just the right way to get your leg out, and you kick off of it, and whoosh, over the edge of the railing. Uh, do an one more acrobatics check to see if you can land without taking a, uh, the full damage of the fall. Okay. It's at this moment you realize how stiff and sore your undead muscles are, even though you don't need to breathe. Oh, nice. So you're going to take half of four. So you take two points of bludgeoning damage. You have no damage from the previous thing because you're physically fine. You land on the grass um, and this action dash i'm no out of here kidding. you are running and cat is whispering frantically in your ear that ring that ring is two-way they can track you either take it off and only use it sparingly or get a lead box or something get it off now this so as i'm as i'm running i take the ring off put it in my pouch and i am zigzagging and height and i'll basically you getting away and hiding points of piercing damage as you pry this thing off and it's like it's tooth on the underside and is leaving these bloody welts along your finger as you pry it off. Putting that back on if you ever want to use it should be good fun. Uh, but you've got the ring and you throw it in your pouch and that, that you hear for the first time in weeks it's just you and your village of ghostly friends in your head instead of the incessant hey. quiet whisperings of these three brothers and the mumblings of Voslo and his brothers as you run wow. into the dark and I'm running to like I'm zigzagging but I'm going to go to Calron. Yep. You're running. All right. Now just for fun. Wow. You continue to get to play Voslo. However, character change He's a spy, and he works 
against the mage tower. He so works he, against the mage tower? He works he's he's for the faction that's against the mage tower. Oh, but they want to contact them. I guess, they or, want to spy know. on the mage tower by getting them there. Ah, spy on them. That uh, scrying stone. So you go ahead and look what a doppelganger is capable of. Uh, but from now on, you no longer have a direct telepathic thing to all the answers. So if your friends ask you too many questions, he's telepathic for one person. So just tell me who you look at, and it's what they know you can glean from their thoughts. Otherwise, it's deception checks from here on out, my friend, if you want. Or I could, yeah, yeah. And then we'll do little wrap-ups of, like, what is going on with uh, with Rook back in the city, back in Tazrel, which you never left. Okay, wow. <laughs> this you is quite one... a curveball. Oh, yeah. You're one lucky son of a bitch that Revenants, or whatever the hell you are, don't eat or drink, because they were just content to starve you in that suit. <laughs> and uh, oh, he's, <laughs> he's still holding on. All right, let's use him some more. So yeah, that's the twist. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah. So only you know. I'll get the rest of the people in. We'll probably sign off, but uh, you know, give them the okay. chance. So hush, hush. Boslo is not going to let okay. that out if he doesn't have to, uh, or he might con to say that they still have you if he needs to. Just saying. He doesn't have to tell the truth. He's an excellent liar. All right. Uh, did everybody else bail? I think they did. Yeah, they probably did. <laughs> All right, let me just jump over for one second while we get ready to sign off here. Uh, I will go back to here. Uh, thanks very much, everybody. There's a twist that I've been sitting on since that episode. Let me just type in anyone who can come back. Or internet, if you have a suggestion for tonight's episode name. This did not go where I was going to sit on that one for weeks. I was ready to just be all like, he's been super, he's been supplanted by a doppelganger. Yeah, I did that. I did that. Uh, but thanks, Gordon, for playing along. That was fun. Uh, I don't know if anybody else is going to be able to make their way back. But um, yeah, so if anybody has a. Hold on. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Hilda. I think that went over the feed. Uh, Hilda's going to try to jump back on. Timothy's going to jump back on. And we got to get a title for tonight's episode. I don't know. Do you have any ideas there, uh, Gordon? Without too much of a spoiler? <laughs> Without uh, spoiling things? Or um... Brewing storm. I don't know. Pretty classic. It was a brewing storm. That that yeah, that could work. What were some of the other earlier things that we had going on? Mm. All right. Hopefully, Timely can join us back here. If not, uh, internet. If you've got some ideas, more than welcome to share. Sink or swim, mostly sink. Sink or swim. I like yeah, it. That's a good one. That's a great name. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Lorger. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. And uh, thanks for joining the stream tonight. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that Steve should stop watching. Ah, oh, no, he probably knows. Um, but anyway, 
Oh no, they know. Oh no. Oh no, they knows. Uh, all right, sink or That's swim. Okay. Mostly sink. <laughs> is gonna be the title for tonight's episode. I think that is, that's a good one. They'll, they'll right. probably figure it out pretty soon because Rook is going to totally, once in a safe space, do something yeah. to Voslow now that he knows he can do it. I, I'm, I'm excited to find out how that pans out. Uh, and I hope you are too, uh, Interweebs. Oh, Hilda's back. All right, uh, Til Hilda's back. Timely's back. All right, hey, thanks for jumping back. back on, Timely. Um, so we got tonight's episode name. Oh, do we have art? Ooh, check out the Instagram. Uh, we have SideQuest Live Instagram. If you want to see that, I will repost any art that uh, but that she posted. Uh, thanks so much. And the earlier art, I loved it so much. Uh, I forget where it was. I think it was the break screen. Uh, nope, that's not it. There it is. Happy 420 from... from uh, Happy 420, man. I can't do it like Carl does it, but you know. Uh, happy 420. And I hope you had a great time. And yeah, the art is fantastic. That's Timely's art there. Uh, we also have wonderful art previously with Darcy Bits, who's, uh, I think, still watching the stream. Uh, yeah, we're surrounded by pretty amazingly talented people. Um, so stick around and, and don't forget to check out the art on Insta. And uh, don't forget to hit the buttons. And thanks to Steve for all the, the um, ad copy that we've been making. See you later, Darcy. Thanks for the wave. And uh, oh, uh, Tillman, uh, T Tillman. Oh, I'm so confused. That's the first time. I uh, Timely. Did you hear tonight's episode name? Just so you know, you're muted. I did not. What, okay. what was to, to So the viewer, Lorgar, shared the title, Sink or Swim, Mostly Sink. <laughs> which I think is very apt. <laughs> And uh, next time, I'll it. try to convince Steve to do that song that he was practicing on break. But thanks so much to the Steve for putting all the coffee out there. And join us again, hopefully uh, next week, if everybody's healthy and hail. Uh, and take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And uh, we will be back for some more Dungeons & Dragons next time. Thanks very much, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> well, that was... That was fun. I'm sorry to kick everybody out like that, but it had to be done. Hey, no problem. Are, are we allowed to listen back to what happened? <laughs> I'm going to say no, please. Because <laughs> there That's are right. some spoilers. Not. Yeah. I mean, usually I like ah. listeners and, and viewers for podcasts and stuff. Um, yeah. And shout out, by the way, to Utah. Because you're kicking butt right now and taking names. All right, we got to go. We're going off stream now. Thanks. <laughs>